Hey everybody, welcome to another, or I should say this week's episode of Tell Em JJ Podcast. And I'm your host, Johnny B, with... Jonah T, and this is my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> of all of the times, ever. All the time. Honestly, <laughs> I I think uh, I only started listening to podcasts because we were going to do this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's funny how that works, because um, my... I was, I was explaining this, I think, in the... <clears throat> In the podcast, we never got to put out because of glitches and stuff like that. But anyway, to say it again, uh, my commute is very short to work now, so I don't have time to listen to podcasts. I used to uh, listen to podcasts when I was had like a forty plus hour, forty plus hour commute. No, forty minute hour, forty minute commute to work, and then um, that was cool. That was good to be able to listen to podcasts, but. I have been listening to a podcast again just to be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, that's, you know, just see what's out there and see what other people are doing. And, you know, it pumps you up to do it, too. So at least that's for me. How about yourself, Jonah? Well, <laughs> I I never really liked listening to people talking. Like, you know, it, it's always reminded me of on the radio when I'm trying to like uh, when I'm driving or trying to and trying to listen to a song on the radio. And then they just start talking. Mm -hmm. Just there's the hosts start talking about a celebrity or something, or or what they're gonna do next, or how we have to wait for, uh, like them to do like a prank call on somebody. Yeah, those are always fun. And I just and, and I just always remember just switching to a different channel because I just hated that talking. But uh, so I never really gave podcasts a good a good go. I gave it a good go a little bit when we we're doing Cartridge Blast a while back. Yeah, but I, uh, it, I only ever started. But after a while, I just started listening to our own podcast rather than what's going on. Right. Well, that's funny because another thing, another reason why I wouldn't want to listen. Well, it, it's weird because you know I, you want to support people, but in my eyes, like the more you listen to people, the more you can get inspired. But at the same time, the less creativity you'll have for your own thing. Like you start wanting to adapt like someone else's style. And it's not like you're trying to steal anything or, or mimic, but it's just a natural occurrence that happens. You're like, oh, that was a fun thing to do. Maybe I should try something like that. Um, instead of just having like, like this is like a nice free flow, I think. And when we used to do Cartridge Blast uh, podcast, which was a video game podcast for those that still don't know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, that for me got stale after a little while because basically what we were doing was taking news articles and anything that we found interesting out in the world already and just discussing it, but without really giving talk or and or talking about our own like gaming news. Like we weren't, we were just like, Oh yeah, the new Mario's coming out. What do you guys think about the new Mario going to come out? And then we talk about it for a little bit and it's like, Oh, well now there's this controversy about this game and loot crates and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like everyone else in the world was talking about the same thing. So that's why uh, I like doing it. I like, I think this podcast suits us well because, you know, we have a lot of hobbies and stuff to talk about and all kinds of interests. So, and I think and, we uh, have good personalities for it. Yeah, and one thing I like more about this podcast is uh, while we are talking about stuff that pops up in the news sometimes, it's not like we're presenting news. We're just <laughs> talking about how we react to news. And here's Jonah like, uh, with the weather. <laughs> exactly. And How's the traffic on the highway? In the Middle East. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, I also liked the cartridge blast stuff, but it was it was very uh, structured. Yes. And I, like like one thing I liked about the last week's podcast was 
we had a topic, we talked about it, and then I'll then when when something happened, like a transition happened, bam, we just transitioned without yeah. really thinking about about going to a new topic. Exactly, and that's, that's conversation. Yeah, I and think what helps uh, it's more natural for me. What's funny too is because we're doing this remotely, so. Um, you know, we're using webcams and stuff like that. Well, with cartridge blast, it was a little bit of a challenge because I was using my uh, DSLR cameras for that. So, and they had a 29 minute record limit. So I don't know if you remember, but I would actually, if we were talking about something, I would actually have a, I could see the timer on the, the screen. So if it started getting close, I would actually start tapping the legs, like of whoever oh, yeah, was next yeah. to me, which... Which was a pain in the neck because, like you are saying last week, we just had this flow that kept going. And funny thing, it actually came back around to what we were originally talking about. But, you know, if, if you're constantly worried about a stop time that never happens, you're always going to be like... Like, I remember our, our buddy Carmine, he was on... Uh, we were do- talking about a topic, and he was, like, in it. He was doing, like, just going into it. And then all of a sudden, like, I had to tap his leg. And, like, you can hear the, the tone and, like his like thought process just like stopping like just immediately he tried to like spit to the end of what he was going to talk about and i could tell that i was like ah yeah it's a bummer because i think we could have talked about whatever he was talking about for a while so but this right now this works out good so yeah i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it immensely (laughs) yeah and uh for those that don't know i'm literally recording this in my closet um it actually works for sound but it's terrible for dust so like sometimes I'll like I'll take like, like last week I almost like coughed like fifty times but I had a water bottle so if you see me take a swig of water every once in a while hey I was talking too much or I just have too much dust in my system and uh, you may notice that I do not have any blankets or anything behind me to dampen the sound and that is because I did buy blankets. Uh, but they smell. <laughs> they smell like chemicals. <laughs> he, he bought and, them uh, off the off the hobo website. You new yeah, used the blankets. Hobo website, Amazon. <laughs> Sound dampening, if you will. Sound dampening blankets. But uh, so I freshly washed them. And they still in. smell. Yeah. What's that? I said actually fresh, slept in. Yeah. Yeah. Freshly snap, slept in. Uh, and I, I so I washed them. They still smell. And I think I have to take them outside to like bask in the sunlight or something. But the problem is it's been raining the last two days. So, yep. uh, you know, I tomorrow I think it's supposed to be sunny, so I'll try it then. <laughs> That's, yeah, well, but, hopefully. Uh, you know, sometime soon I'll have better audio. You Although just... I, don't think, uh, I, I don't think it's that bad. I can put one of the blankets on the table so it doesn't bounce off the table surface, the, yeah. the audio. But uh, it smells. <laughs> so yeah, it's strange. It will be terrible like... to be... What do they to call be boxed it? In. What do they call it on the uh, the website or something like a? It's not like a toxic toxicity or something, but it's like uh, something to do uh, with the way it's it's like packed in there, compressed. Yeah, maybe or something, and then it just like yeah. sucks in all that. Whatever. Yeah, it's funny because because it was packed really really tightly mm-hmm. in like a like a fabric container, and there was like plastic strings or something around it. Mm-hmm. But uh, as soon, I tried to, when I cut one of the strings, it just like blew open. Like there was so much pressure, <laughs> yeah. Like keeping it like condensed. Yeah. So it whatever was, they it was used the to, thing made noise. I guess whatever they used to like compress it when that's released, I guess it shoots out all that smell. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Use vinegar. And I and I and I did maybe yeah. And I uh, that's actually a good idea. Just 
wash it again, put vinegar in there. I, I didn't. Why didn't think of that? That always that always helps. I, you know, off the top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's I I cheaped out and bought moving blankets, the extra thick ones. Yeah, because I I looked up uh, like sound dampening actual blankets for for like audio audio work, the actual thick ones, and those are. Like one of them cost like eighty bucks or something. Yeah, I saw and, that. I was actually interested into uh, looking into that. If I moved out of my closet and actually went to my office, um, yeah. see if I can actually do that. But I was like, nah, it's too expensive. Um, but those moving yeah. blankets work pretty pretty well, considering the fact that when we used it when we we're doing the gaming stuff, um, I didn't have a door on the room that we we're gaming to, and so I took. What was it like three or four of those? And I like, I screwed them to the top of the ceiling or not the ceiling, but over the doorway and just draped them down. And believe it or not, it like, it probably cut the noise down in half that was coming through that doorway without even having any seams or anything like that. Or with seams, I should say, and some gaps. But I was impressed. I thought it wasn't going to work and it worked because I needed moving blankets yeah. anyway when we're moving or <laughs> renovating the house. So it just worked out that I was like, oh, I can use these. So. But, Cut uh, down on those expenses, yeah. And the thing <laughs> I'm mostly worried about is, uh, is is not noise coming in. It's because it, I actually moved to this room for this podcast so that I don't get ambient noise from like the the roadside that's closer to my room. Yeah, because you got uh, you're on a busy road there. Yeah, I know. What uh, helps though too is the fact though, um, like you said, now you're down from the road, so like you don't get all all that noise. Hopefully, exactly, and it's like it's like the part it's like part of the part of the area furthest from the road. Yeah. So I'm not worried about the ambient noise coming from outside, but I'm worried about the fact that this room has no carpeting or anything, and it's just like very echoey. How about um, air conditioning? Uh, <laughs> what? Air conditioning. <laughs> There's no air conditioner in here. There's no air conditioner in there. So there's no air conditioning in here. That's what I'm thinking. But it's with this closet. I'm like, I hope. I hope, actually, hold on. I actually do keep this door cracked, which I forgot to do, just in case so I don't suffocate myself. <laughs> and also so some air can get in here for uh, the air conditioning. But I was thinking about that with you, with um, with that room that you're in. Cause, uh, but usually the downstairs rooms stay a little bit cooler, so maybe maybe it won't be too bad. Yeah, it's it, it's not it's not hot down here. The problem I'm gonna th- I'm gonna face is. The once I do get my blanket fort set up, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have these two lights here. I have these two lights. Uh, they're they're lights I use for when I'm uh, recording self tapes for auditions and stuff, and they're pretty good. They're pretty good lights, and they're strong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have at the lowest setting right now, but uh, I'm pretty sure once I'm in a blanket fort and those lights are beaming down on me, it's gonna get hot. <laughs> yeah, that's um. That's one thing. I mean, the LED lights are real nice. I got one on me now. It's uh, pretty darn bright. Um, I have it bouncing off the door, not to sit, not to be technical, but um, it actually is not that warm at all, to be honest. Because if I have it close too, so if it was warm, I'd be like dripping with sweat right now. It's not like the old uh, lights yeah. that we used to use, and <laughs> that would just be super hot and melt yeah, your face yeah. off. Exactly, but um, uh, and uh, I keep these kind of far away. But when I do have a blanket for it, they're gonna have to come closer. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we'll see how that works out. 
Now, is that is that a room you can use for a studio, like for a while, or is that something that's that, just temporary? Uh, for now, I'm pretty sure. Well, there's there's no uh, there's no plans for anything else for this room. It's it's like a it it's part of an apartment that's not used on this in the house, and it's not going to be used. Ah. Uh, so it's we, like part we can of use building. it as a movie movie studio too, after and a podcast yeah, it, studio. Exactly, and I was and I was I was trying to set it up. There's like a green screen here, so that I could do all my recording down here and not be bothered by outside noise. Uh, and so it's so far it's done done a pretty good job. Uh, I haven't really done too much with that. Just set up a green screen and lights, yeah, and this stuff. But uh, you know, maybe get some carpeting. A rug. <laughs> Let's buy a rug. Get a th- little, uh, th- <laughs> one of those little floor, um, not like a full like carpet, but like, yeah, one of those little like throw, I was going to say pillow, but rug, whatever they're exactly, called. Exactly, yeah. Just to, that'll help yeah. dampen the noise too. Yeah. Staple some and pillows I, and, uh, to the wall. Yeah, maybe I'll get a, get one of those, I'll, I'll buy a bunch of like <clears throat> PVC at Home Depot and just build a structure to hang blankets on. There you go. <laughs> I don't, I, because I don't want to damage the walls by like sticking those pads on though. Those, yeah, uh, I know. Foam. That's that's the same thing that I was thinking foam. too. With everything, that's the problem. Is like usually like a solution like that. It's it's a solution and it's going to be there for a while. So you don't want to damage anything if you don't have to. Yeah, I saw I saw a video where a guy was like taking down his uh, acoustic foam, and there was just like his walls were disgusting. I was like. Yeah. Why? Why do you? I mean, you you can you're probably gonna repaint it anyway, but that's still gross. I don't know. I, I just don't want to do that to the walls. Yeah. Especially I, we, we just repainted these. I was gonna say you just did it, and that was the same thing. My feeling when we just when we did my house, like you remember my old um, gaming room, or I should say the man cave, which had uh, mm-hmm. like shelving all over the place, like just full of like movies and games and stuff like that. And I wanted to rebuild that when I moved back into the house after renovating, but I'm like. But everything's so new. Like I don't want to screw any anything <laughs> into the wall anymore. Like so, yeah. I ended up buying the these uh, um, little like plastic containers that you can like zip and fit like a hundred something movies and uh, games in, and so they go under your bed. So I was like, all right, that's for now. That's a that's a little temporary solution. So, which yeah. was smart because I'm gonna my... have to give up my my current game room slash man cave slash office once uh one of my boys is old enough and he'll want to get his own room so then i'm gonna have to move back into the closet full time (laughs) but um yeah so well that's cool that uh that you got um that little area there and like you said use the pvc pipes because uh if it wasn't for covid jonah i'd help you out with this project because that sounds like a fun project yeah, yeah, it's it shouldn't be too difficult though. It's just uh, cutting and sticking them together, and <laughs> that's too much. Watch a YouTube video. It's too much. I'm not. I'm not a very. I'm not a very handy guy, but it's, it's something. It's it seems like something I could do. You well, know? you know, it's it's funny because no one is handy when they when they do anything. It's that initial, just doing it, like learning how to do it. I remember my cousin. Um, he's really good. He's a really good handyman now. He has his own business actually, his side business. And he does really awesome work and like woodwork and stuff like that. Really great. But when he started out, like he helped me originally when I first bought the house and it was like a log cabin. I was redoing stuff on my own and he was helping out. And it was it, it was 
we were both rough around the edges, but he would break a lot of stuff and all this other things. But you know what it is? He just kept at it and just kept trying, and he's not afraid to do anything. Like, he changed out his own oil tank, and he uh, fixed his own burner, and he just he just, he just just tries it, and he just does it. But I'm like, man, you're brave, because I'm like, if something breaks, you know, <laughs> I just tripled the price to get a new one when I could have just hired somebody exactly. to tinker with. I, I tinker until it's like... Until it's serious, where if, you know, I, I, I can do minor electric work. I uh, ran the new wires and stuff in my house, but I was like, that's that's as far as I'm going. And I haven't touched wiring in a while, so. But I wouldn't do anything, like, boiler-wise, unless I was really confident in what I was doing. But that's the thing. You just jump into it. It's like anything. It's like podcasting. You just figure it out and do it. Like, we did a whole two-hour podcast the first time, and. It's going to sit on the back burner, maybe use it as a Patreon one day to be like, oh, here's our actual first episode. Because by the time we were done with it, it was just, there were so many technical issues and stuff like that. So, but you could put it on the, you could put it on the DVD extras as a special edition, <laughs> the VHS <laughs> special edition. It'll come check in two our, VHS failed attempt. <laughs> exactly. We'll put it on Laserdisc. Ooh. Yeah. That's, they, I hear that's having a resurgence. Maybe you we'll, know, I heard, uh, we'll be the first podcast on Laserdisc. <laughs> Laser, we, we have a mail order. It, it, everything just goes around. You know, Netflix went to streaming. Now, yeah. we're go, and now we're going from streaming back to physical media. So we got to skip streaming, go right back to mailing. So we'll just start mailing the episodes to people. <laughs> and then we'll exactly. go to DVD or Blu-ray. Then we'll just backtrack. We'll eventually get back to beta or whatever they used to use. We'll, <laughs> we'll use like 16 millimeter film. There we go. We'll, we'll start sending out physical magazines. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> we're just black and white sketches on a little notepad by the time we're done. <laughs> silent films. That's Our it. Our podcast is a silent film. That's it. We're reversing this. We're just... we. It's upgrading the degrade or degrading civilizations come. <laughs> civilizations come too far. We need to, we need to step so we back. Gotta, yeah, exactly. Hey, everyone, stop what you're doing. Take a step back. <laughs> So, um, but anyway, Jonah, what else is new in your life? So, well, we can talk, do you want to talk about, um, like why you have a studio in your house, like for your own personal, like endeavors, or do you want to save that for another, another time? No, I can, I can talk about that. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't really talk about it in social media often, but it's not because I'm trying to keep it a secret or anything, but, uh, I, I do, uh, I like, I'm uh, I can't really say I'm an actor because I haven't been paid for any acting. You can call yourself I, an I actor. Am, I'm an actor, and I'm also uh, uh, a voice acting. Uh, but you know, this is all trying to to get into a professional setting for that. Uh, it's it's all just me making self tapes, making uh, auditions for voiceover work, a lot of small stuff. But hasn't uh, it's it's something I take seriously. But it's 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 something I also treat like kind of kind of like a side thing currently, just because it hasn't really uh, paid any bills for for anything like that. You know? Yeah. But it's something I like to do. Yeah, of course. That's that's actually why that's actually why I have this mic here. Uh, it's a it's a Rode NT1A. If anyone was interested, it's it's kind of an older mic, but uh, it's. It's a good starter if you're trying to get into serious voiceover work. Um, I think I got it from, uh, what was it? 
B and H is that what B and H photo, right? Yeah, B and like H. Like two hundred bucks if you, if you're also an aspiring voiceover artist, and I think it's I think it's really cool. I just don't understand the software side of things, <laughs> so yeah, I'm still learning all that. Yeah, learning new tech is always a challenge, but it goes back to what we were talking about five minutes ago, where you know if you want to be a good handyman or anything, you want to tinker with stuff, you just dive in and learn, you know, hands on, and yeah. that's the same thing with. You know, what you want to do is, you know, always just say what you are because, you know, like, oh, I'm not really, I can't say I'm an actor because I haven't got paid, but it's like, you know what? You like to do it. You want to do it. Just, just say you are. Like, I remember Jim Carrey, I think he, he wrote himself like a million dollar check or something like that, like 10 million or a million dollar check way before he like got big um, as like a promise to himself. He gave him like, all right, I'm going to make this much money and whatever. And then uh, like one of his movies was a, he made that and he was able to pay him like that check became real like a real life thing so you know how they say dress for success well always keep that in your mind like i'm an actor like keep telling yourself over and over again and like voice acting work same thing um like i was telling you you know just start small keep doing what you're doing and uh one day like 20 years from now you'll look back and be like wow i used to not call myself what i am and i always <laughs> knew i was this <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I was, I've always had a problem with, uh, with, with calling myself something because I feel like I would be setting myself up to be critiqued. I was, that's, that's something that, uh, I, I, I've always growing up. I haven't had, I didn't have like the best self-confidence, you know? Oh, me uh, neither. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm, like not to cut you off, but similar, very similar. I uh, grew up with an older brother, and I was always like the runt of like, oh, you know, I came first, so I get things. And um, even like it was funny. Even my friends were always like, not competing, but I I didn't feel like I was competing. I was just trying to like keep up, and they were always competing. So it was I don't know. It's a very um, if that makes any sense. But I always felt like no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I felt I like if I spoke up or, like, spoke my mind or, like, said something, I would be ridiculed ridiculed or made fun of and, like, put down all the time. So Exactly. So uh, that's really led to me subconscious. I'm, like, I'm, I'm a lot better self-consciously now, but uh, it's led to me making, like, uh, like I, having these, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it's called, like, uh, these ticks that makes me try go on a self-defense like automatically mm -hmm. like I don't want to be made fun of for not being able to do this but calling myself this anyway so I'm just going to call myself an aspiring thing you know mm -hmm. instead of an actor I'm going to be an aspiring actor because it's it's just uh it's it's, it's a scary thing you know just uh, yeah. for me at least it, it's it was it's a scary thing to be trying and then somebody comes up to you and says, oh, you're not an actor then if you haven't been paid for anything or haven't been anything big or right. anything uh, that hasn't been self-made. Yeah, so, that's I was told my whole life, if it doesn't make money, it's not worth going for, which basically takes any effort in trying something new out of the equation because it's like, well, if it doesn't pay me right off the bat, then why even pursue it? Exactly. But it's yeah. like, how could you not? Like, this is... I, I, yeah, I pulled a 180. I think it was probably, I mean, 19 years old, 20, 
I don't think, maybe, maybe when I was 21, like, it just hit me one day, like, what the hell do I care what people think? And, like, I saw what I wanted to be, and, uh, like, it's funny, I, I know it's, this is so weird, but, um, like, my hair sticks up now. Like, I always spiked up my hair. You probably have only known me for having spiky hair. But when I when I was a grown, like growing up, I, like, I really didn't have any hairstyles. I was just, like, mimicking what other people were having that was popular to try to figure it out. And then when I found out that I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm a goofy guy. I have a sense of humor. I, I'm like, I am energetic, but I'm afraid to express it because I'm afraid someone's going to make fun of me or it's not going to be the cool thing to do. And... So when I hit like 21 and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like I spiked up my hair. I like the way my hair looks spiked. And so I did I that. I can legally like... get a drink now. So <laughs> What's that? What I can you... legally get a drink now. Time to spike my hair. That's it. Time to spike up my hair. Give myself a drink. I can spike myself <laughs> in my hair. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was weird. Uh, I just, uh, I just like, I just woke up basically out of the, the BS of life because, you know, you're, you're, that's. You're fresh out of school, I guess, by that point, unless you're still in college. And that whole ride through school, you're just either trying to be noticed or you're trying to follow trends. And, you know, some people just have that automatic confidence where they're the trend centers, they're the leaders, they're the whatever, you know. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, just hit me. And then I just, that's when I really, like, I, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I used to make home movies throughout uh the beginning of like high school and throughout high school but then my friends wanted to be in it but then they just like they grew out of it they wanted to be like oh well, why are you still doing this like you still want to do that i was like yeah you guys want to come and make a movie they're like no nah, not really i mean that's kind of weird now and i'm just like why it's awesome let's go let's go do something and then uh you know so i, I but i always wanted to do it but again i always had that thought that it's uh if it doesn't make you money right away, why pursue it? So then I was going to do something stupid and be like, all right, well, maybe I'll do criminal justice. You know, I never got a detention or a speeding ticket. I was, you know, I, 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 if I have to work somewhere, I'll work somewhere for 25 years so I can retire and then move on. But then I remember sitting there in class with all the guys trying to become uh, police officers. I was like, this is not me at all. Like some people have egos like out the door. Some people are just like, you know, it, whatever. I mean, there's, you know, there's good police out there. I'm not saying that there is, but I'm just saying like the type of people that were in there were not me. Like I'm not, I can't be that authoritative, like, you know, like strict person. Like I'm like, I'm, 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 I like making jokes and being funny and stuff like that. I'm like, I can't throw on a serious face for 25 years of my life and like pretend I'm something I'm not. So then, um, but anyway, then I, uh, yeah. So when I was 21, I was out of school and I just wanted to start doing like film stuff, but then again, like it just never accumulate or went anywhere because the lack of fear. But um, Liddy, that but I kind of got over that and kind of did some cool things. Like um, I uh, interviewed James Rolfe from the Angry Angry Video Game Nerd. He was in um, he was coming up to a game uh, a retro game store. And he was going to do signings and stuff. So I went, I grabbed my brother. I was like, you know what? I just, I always wanted to meet this guy. Like, he's an inspiration. Not because of the video game nerd, but because he's also made home movies. And he actually made, he's actually doing something like that in his life. So that was always inspiring to me. Like, his movie, Cinemasker 200, is, for me, phenomenal. It's just so inspiring. It's, it's, it's old now, but it's so inspiring. Anyway, 
So I just was just like, I was thinking of like, oh, it's going to be so stupid. But I was like, no, I just got to do it. So I went there and even sitting in line and the line was long and like wrapped around the building. But that whole time, I'm just like having doubts of doing it, like trying not like holding myself like from doing it, wanting to do it. And I was like, my brother's like, oh, come on. And we just sat out in the cold. It was like 20 degrees and it was getting colder and colder. And it was a cold, cold wait. And uh, when we got there, I'm like, I'm like, all right, we're just going to do it. I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. And I did it and I made a video out of it and it was so cool. And it was just like a cool experience that I'm glad I did. And uh, that really like gave me confidence to be like, oh, wow. You know, it's really just about like I'm saying, you just got to do stuff. Like there's so many voices and like things trying to hold you back from doing stuff. But if you just do it, like what's the worst that could happen? Like if I went up there, I was like, hey. Do you mind if I ask you some questions? Like, the worst that he could say was, oh, no, sorry, we don't have time. I was like, then I would just be like, all right, uh, how about just one or something like that? Then, But just to meet that person and, like, shake his hand and have him sign my video camera at the time um, was well worth it. And him and Mike Matei were there. So I was able to get an interview with both of them, and I planned out the questions and stuff ahead of time. But it was just, it was really cool because they really could, he could have said no, too, because it was really busy. It was a lot more people than they thought, but he said yes, and like I said, I'm really glad I did it, and eventually that led me to um, go to L.A. to be have a very small part in the um, Angry Video Game Nerd movie, so I got to live out my dream of going out to L.A. and, like, checking that out and um, doing that, and it, honestly, it was, it was so short, though, because I can only take off of work for, like, four days, so I, I literally went there one day, spent two days filming, and then left the third day, or on that fourth day. And But I'm so glad I did. And that was the day after I bought my house, too. So, like, I had a lot of reasons not to want to do it, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I just spent all this money on this house. Why? How can I afford this plane tickets and all that other stuff? But I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. I mean, this is months in advance, but, like, prepping to save up to buy the house and, you know, like, closing costs and all that nonsense is nuts. So I could have had... Again, I would have had reasons not to do it, but I said, screw it. I'm going to do it because this is what I want to do. And again, there was a lot of voices being like, oh, oh why are you going to L.A.? You know, nothing's going to happen. What do, you, what do you think you're going to and blah, 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 blah. And like, are you even going to get a, are they ever going to show you? They're probably going to cut it out. And blah. You know, like all these things that people say. But I go do it and I come back and like everyone's like, oh, my God, you got to do it. So it's like no one wants to see you win. And then when you win, they want to be you, as weird as that is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's crazy. But, yeah, um, what I learned when I turned 21 is just, you know, screw it. Be you. Don't listen to anybody else and just uh, just do it. Like, And that confidence will just come. Like, after a while, it just comes. Like, you start being the person you want to be. Like, you start acting like you want to be. If you're goofy, be goofy. If you want to, I don't know, not be goofy, don't be goofy. <laughs> if you want to be serious, stop smiling right now. You can do it. Stop smiling. You can do Never it. Never smile again. They'll think you're goofy. Frown away. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I think uh, I think I've known that there's no point in worrying about what other people say for a long time, but it's hard to actually take that into practice for me. So it's, it's like gradually as I've gotten older, I've slowly become more confident. But it, like at the same time, I'm not fully where I want to be, mm -hmm. where I don't care what people think. Right. Like 
somebody says something to me that isn't nice, it's I'll, I'll, I won't be like, oh my God, why would you say that to me? That's horrible. But uh, it will affect me a little bit. It'll, it'll be in the back of my mind for a while until eventually it'll pass off. But uh, I've gotten a lot better. A lot better with that those kind of things. Yeah. And I actually do remember when uh, you posted the the J- James Rolfe video. I, re- I was like, oh, my God. Somebody I know <laughs> is talking to a celebrity. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the ABGN. Everybody knows him. Yeah. I knew him. I was a fan. And uh, that that was that was pretty crazy. Also, you want you want to tell the story about uh, when you met a celebrity at the airport to L.A. That was that oh. was a really fun one. Yeah. Was it? Well, I met. I don't know. Um, there's two of them. So, okay. So, uh, the one coming back actually was the one that I met the the girl. Was that the one you're talking about, or was it the? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking okay. about. Okay. So, well, there was another one I met. I didn't actually meet them. I saw them at the airport. I wanted to say hi, but again, like, it was one of those things where I had to, like, just kind of sit down and, like, uh, wait for my plane. And I was new to... I haven't been to the airport by myself uh, in a while. And so, especially going to L.A. and stuff like that. So I just wanted to, like, sit. But I saw the guy from Tremors, the first movie. I don't know if you ever saw Tremors, but um, it wasn't Kevin I, I Bacon. I saw Tremors, yeah. It was uh, Burt Ward. So I was like, oh, dude, it's, it's him. And, like, no one, like, even, like, blinked an eye as he was walking by. But I'm like, oh, I, I should go say hi. Tell him I'm a fan. But I was like, oh, I can't because if I don't want to miss the, like, I don't want to mess this up. Like, I'm going to L.A. for the, the movie thing. So, I'm like, I can't mess this up. I was like, oh, should have said hi to him. But um, on the way back, I uh, I ran into Hayden Panettiere. So, oh, yeah. um, and which is, which is kind of funny because I, um. I wasn't being a creep about it, but it was like very, I was coming back, I was tired, and she just happened, I saw her like, I didn't know if she was going to be on the flight or not, because uh, I saw her kind of just sitting there, like against the wall, like as we were about to go, I was like, oh wait, I think I know her, and I was like, oh, she was in Remember the Titans, so I'm like, oh wow, and uh, that's how I remembered her from, Remember the Titans, and uh, so I, um, anyway, the plane lands and back at home, and we're waiting by the baggage claim, and she just happens to be standing next to me. And um, I'm like, "Oh, what do I like?" I didn't, I didn't know what to say. Like, I don't want to be a creeper. I'm like, "Hey, can I get a photo with you?" You know, like, you don't want to bother people. And uh, so anyway, I went to go get my luggage, and then, of course, I don't bother her. But this other group of people just like walk right up to her, and she, they're like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" And she has a, they have a, a baby, so she's all like, "Oh, hey, you know, oh, nice baby." But so they start getting to talk, and I'm like sitting next to them. <laughs> And, uh, so, um, they, uh, of course you have that, like, you, like I always say in LA, like everyone is there for like movie stuff. It feels like, like everyone's a script writer or something like that. Cause this guy literally just pulls out like a script that I know where he's like, Oh, I have a script you should check <laughs> out. Like, I think you'll be perfect for this part. And I'm sitting there like, Oh, come on, dude. You had to do this. Like it was, it was all casual. It was nice. She's complimenting on you on your, on your baby and stuff. And. But um, she was cool. She was so nice about it. And um, so anyway, they were going to try to get a picture with her. And I was like, all right, this is my opportunity to, like, you know, be useful in this, to get into this conversation. So I'm like, oh, I can hold the phone for you. I'll, 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 I'll take the picture for you guys. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool, thanks. So I take the picture. And then uh, and she just, uh, I just asked her, I was like, oh, would you mind if I get a picture? So I was so nervous about it, though. 
and uh, I had like the old, I think I had, yeah, my Blackberry at the time, so it, it took a terrible shot, but I took the picture and like, I took one, it looked horrible, but I was like, oh, thank you so much, and I just kind of like took my bags and like <laughs> walked away, but uh, no, that was cool, because I remember seeing her, um, hold on one second, oh, there we go, all right, I was having, um, uh, what was I talking about? Sorry, my computer had a, had a little quick issue, but I, I think I fixed it. I hope I fixed it. Um, anyway, um, so they, um, I remember seeing her on the trip down to uh, Washington, D.C. back before 9-11. My eighth grade trip would, or eighth grade would always go down to Washington, D.C. So we brought, uh, one of the tapes was, um, one of the tapes, one of the movies we saw was Remember the Titans. So I saw her and I saw that girl. I was like, oh, wow, that... You know, at the time I was little, I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. And I was like, oh, maybe I can meet her one day. And at the time, and you thought that was a joke. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. that'd be cool if I meet her. Well, it's so funny because I met her. That's that's insane. The fact that, that that happened. I was like, wow, I never in a million years would have thought I would actually run into her and, and meet her. So that was that was pretty cool. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> she was in Heroes, right? She was, uh, she was the cheerleader. Oh, yeah, Heroes. I never saw, I didn't yeah. see that show, though, at the time. That she was in Heroes. I, I mean, she, she was in uh, Scream 5 as well, which probably came out around that time. Um, I think the, I think the, what I recognized her from Heroes, though, I was really into the first season mm-hmm. uh, of, of Heroes, Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. <laughs> uh, but, but so that's why I was, I was, that's why I was really excited when I, when I saw, when, when I heard, when you told me about uh, meeting her, I was like, oh my yeah. God, you met the cheerleader. <laughs> you have to save the world. Yeah. But that's uh, funny. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I don't. I don't have any. I have one celebrity, uh, sto- celebrity meeting story, but it's not really a celebrity. <laughs> it's a, it's an MMA fighter from like the '90s, Dan Severn. He's he was uh he was like UFC like three champion, <laughs> back when they used to do tournaments per event. Did you did you and, meet the uh, Gre- I thought you met the Green Ranger one point at one point, Tom um Jason David Frank was that one of the things? I thought that was a thing. <laughs> Maybe I met him. Maybe I met him. Maybe I met him at a comic con. I went to a couple of comic cons. I just don't remember the one that's come coming come to my mind. Did I take a picture with him, with Jason David Frank? I th- I don't know. I it might have been that MMA Wait a second. guy. I think it did be Jason David Frank. It was for karate or I something. Might, I, I, was it or no? Yeah. Well, I took. Uh, it was for karate. We went to uh, like a I think Atlantic City. It was it was gonna be like a Hall of Fame induction for our for our instructor. And. Uh, uh, there was an event where they everyone had like booths and you could get autographs and stuff. And uh, Dan Severn was selling his autographs for like thirty bucks. And I was like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" And he's like, "Yeah, if you if you buy an autograph, you got thirty <laughs> so bucks." I bought, son. Auto- I, I, bought, I bought an autograph, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to take a picture with that because at the time I was really into MMA, UFC, and. Uh, and I took a picture with him, and I think it's it's still still like one of what uh, still I still use it as one of my social media pictures somewhere because I, I like the picture. It's a good picture. Yeah, I but, remember uh, that picture you took, and at the time I didn't yeah, know who and, it was, but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just because yeah. I know when we were in karate, you guys are really into MMA, and uh, like you knew all the fighters, most of them, and I really didn't know too many, and. Uh, but I remember you were you got that you were really pumped about that, so that's awesome. Yeah, uh, he's even at the time he wasn't really relevant in MMA. He was 
he was like at UFC's induction. He was like one of the founding fathers. You're like uh, I met a has been. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not. It's not a lie. I mean, he he's he has <laughs> a lie. He's like a journeyman fighter. He goes around uh, smaller events and fights people. I don't know if he's still doing it, but I think at at the time he had like over a hundred fights or something. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool though. I mean, all those guys, you know, past or new deserve credit because i mean it's it's something that you're not going to be in forever like you have a very short limited yeah. time window to be you know to do your thing and then get out but i don't think anyone should be disregarded because you're not in it anymore so i think that's cool that you met him that's awesome it was like uh yeah, no he was when was um cool. was nice when shang sung came to the dojo were you there for that night oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was there i was there yeah we met uh the guy that played shang sung in mortal Kombat, the first movie um and uh, that was fun. He gave a little uh, lesson, and then at the end, he signed some autographs and uh, took pictures with him. And that was he was he was a real, real real nice guy, and he didn't steal any souls. At least that's far as I know. <laughs> I okay. I I remember. I didn't. I don't think I met Jason David Frank, but I did meet uh, Billy and Zach. You know, uh, oh yes, and, yeah. You got to tell Blue that Rangers. one. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah. So it it was at Comic Con. And uh, I, we were just walking around. I didn't. I didn't sign up for any of the panels that year. I think the one time I went to a panel was a psych panel because I won like a raffle. But uh, I was like, listen, I don't want to spend too much money. <laughs> I just. Yeah. I already spent a lot of money. Well, on that's these expensive. Tickets. You were saying to go to those things. Yeah. And honestly, looking back, they're they're not that great. <laughs> it's just you walk around look for stuff to buy if you don't if you don't go to like if you want to go to Comic Con. Go, go because you have somebody that you want to meet. You know where they're going to be. You want to do their event. Uh, so just do that. But I didn't have anyone in particular. I wa- And I didn't even really know how to see who was going to be there. Like, I, I was, like, looking around, and there was just, like, articles and stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but um, uh, in the middle of the, the, the show floor or something, there was a signing that Zach and Billy, I don't know their real names, were doing. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's them. It's, it's the Power Rangers. Cause I loved the Power Rangers and Billy was my yeah. favorite Power Ranger, the Blue Ranger. Uh, but I, so I met them. I don't remember if I took a picture cause I remember I was upset because I think, uh, I think you, they would only do autographs if you bought the thing they were selling. They're like that, the booth, they were only signed a thing. It was like a art book or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a $200 thing. And I was like, I'm not, maybe they, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was that made me upset. Maybe it was, I couldn't take a picture unless I bought the thing. I, well, I think, I think but you I were mentioning the, that the book was so expensive. Like you had to buy the book. It was like a $200 book yeah. or something, wasn't it? And then that's how you were able to get yeah. a picture with them or something like that. No, I, I didn't buy the book. I didn't buy the book. So I don't think I got a picture, but I, 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 I met them and it was, it was very brief. I think we just, I just said, hi, I'm a big fan. <laughs> and they're like, Hey, thanks. Buy our book uh, but for 200 bucks. Yeah. But you know what? And, and I mean, that's still, that's the secret with the with the Comic Con Comic Con celebrities is, you know, that's how they make like their side side hustle basically. I mean, you, yeah. I, I remember my brother, and my cousin went to go uh, a few years ago, and they saw Kevin Conroy talking like we were talking about Batman last last week. So Kevin Conroy is obviously the voice of Batman, and like I think his his autograph. And picture, I think it was like fifty bucks or something like that. But think of how many people see him in a day, and like fifty bucks. I mean, that's yeah, that's just smart money. I mean, you know, as 
as a fan, yeah, you wish you can just go up and be like, oh, hey, could you just sign this for free? But at the same time, it's like, you know, yeah, they're, they're grateful to do it. But I think, uh, you know, they, they, they do have to make it worth their time, too, because, you know, that's like and, think and, about if you did like yeah. one iconic thing in your life, like. I, I think of like horror movie cons. You see like actresses and actors that were in like a, a cult classic or something. Like they ride on that for the rest of their lives sometimes without doing anything else. Like they'll make appearances and stuff um, here and there. But as like a main thing, like they use like these cons as like a way, a source of income. Um, and which is smart. I think, hey, that'd be fun to and, meet everybody, yeah. like fans and stuff and make money off that. And I'm not, and I, and I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm like, oh, they should have just made it cheaper, because people were buying the book. Like, I, there was a line, people were buying the book. There were people taking pictures with them. Uh, I just, I, I wasn't like comfortable spending two hundred dollars to take a picture, even though they were childhood heroes of mine. But, uh, and, and they were very, they were very nice, uh, nice to me, even though it was a brief, brief uh, interaction. So, yeah, uh, they were, they were cool guys. And if you see them at a con at some point after a pandemic happens, uh, stops being a thing, uh, buy something from them and take a picture. <laughs> How they're going to be like, tell, tell them Jonah says hi. <laughs> tell them Jonah They'll says hi. Me. They're like, okay. okay. They'll remember Jonah. That guy. He was the so guy nice. Wouldn't buy my book. <laughs> he was so nice. Didn't buy the book, but he, he asked how we're doing and have a nice day. We remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... That was. I remember when I saw them. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was with my sister Nina. I was like, "Nina, that's that's Billy and Zach. That's the Blue Ranger and the Black Ranger." Oh my god! <laughs> I, I was I was like fangirling. Yeah, uh, well, was, that's that's really, big, yeah, man. I think that was like the first time I saw somebody important. <laughs> yeah. Or like somebody like that's a person that right. I know. Yeah. Like from a thing. At it's Comic-Con, a very. Because usually it's, very, it's just vendors. It, yeah, it's a very su- surreal experience. I mean, especially like in the wild like at an airport or something like it's just it's just weird because it's just like oh my god i i know them but at the same time you're like um like they're they're kind of just normal people too so you don't want to you feel like you don't want to bother them but at a con i guess yeah. it's it's different because they're there for your entertainment <laughs> but like you said yeah. you have to I mean, you, still you be really respectful. have to go in <laughs> you really have to go in with a lot of like money because like you said comic cons and stuff like that they're there for uh, like the if you want to go, bring lots of money so you can get, like, what do they just sell? Exclusive stuff, like Comic-Con exclusives and besides, like, autographs and things like that. i never been to one. I know you offered uh, tickets and stuff, but I just couldn't go at the time. But explain yeah. what a, how a Comic-Con is, Jonah. Okay, so uh, right now, if you looking back, it's a nightmare because <laughs> of the pandemic. Because, because it's so packed. At certain, especially at certain times, I don't remember what times exactly, but uh, if you're at a cer- at certain times in the showroom, it's so uncomfortable, and everyone's just there, and everyone's body heat is just ex- is is burning you. You're sweating. <laughs> I think I I only went in costume one year, uh, and I was I was Yusuke Yurameshi from Yu Hakusho. Show. This is the first year go. when I went in costume, and uh, I I remember I went with Nina, my sister who was as Android 18 and it was, it was demoralizing because everyone's like, Hey, can we take a picture with you? Android 18. And I was the one stuck holding the camera. (laughs) I think three people asked me, uh, three people asked me for a picture. One of them was a Hiei cosplayer. (laughs) So, Oh, there you go. uh, Exactly. So, and I think it was like at the end of the day, it was like 20 people asked Nina and I was like, okay, 
I mean, it, she she did a good she did a good Android eighteen, but check out this poor Yusuke Urameshi. <laughs> you, sh- you should be Android eighteen next time, Jonah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be Android eighteen next time. Exactly. There you go. I don't know, but uh, I I I don't know if I would go to a New York Comic Con again, um, just because if you really want to have a good time, you need to know where you're going, what you're gonna buy, and where they're gonna be selling it. Right. So like, yeah, like have a specific goal in mind, like that day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and you probably if you want to have a good like an actual good time, instead of just going there to buy things like a marketplace, you probably want to look at their events and their uh uh their panels i had a really good time at the the psych panel that that first year yeah that, that was really fun that'd be neat and they showed us like uh yeah, they showed us like the first 10 minutes of their next movie that hadn't been at, at the time and i was like that's so cool i saw a thing something <laughs> i like <laughs> before yeah. everybody else there you go uh but yeah so check out a panel that you want to see they do cost money so you know be aware of that yeah everything well uh, everything what, as soon as you walk in the door that's it everything's cost yeah. money so, so my plan was basically no plan. I just walked around, saw thing I like. I was like, "Hey, that's pretty cool," and I think I went to the to the the Konami section at one point. They had a big Yu Gi Oh booth, and I played like Duel Links with with the, and I won like a, I, won, I think I won a T shirt or something. I don't remember. That was cool. <laughs> uh, but you know, just. Uh, know what you're doing don't go there blind yeah <laughs> like i did yeah i would be um more interested in like e3 or something like that so you can actually go and play the games and obviously they're not charging you to play the games i mean they charge you up front for the to get in but that'd be fun that'd be more fun i think for I, me yeah i think uh i think i was interested in going to pax east at one point um and that was like i think end of 2019 i was like I'm gonna let's let's think about going to Pax East. That's gonna be fun. And then you know, pandemic happened, and I was like, maybe that's not a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think they canceled that anyway. But yeah, I think they're gonna try to do um, like streaming versions of uh, some of the events this year. I yeah. I think uh, I, I think that's on my read. Like E3. Yeah, I I also read that they're gonna do like uh like E3 is gonna do their own the virtual e3 and they're going to charge for it which they should it's their thing you know that's they have to make money somehow yeah so i don't have a problem with them charging for it it's just i don't think it's the same experience as buying like a buying entry into an event mm-hmm. a physical event yeah like i don't want to pay for I, like i've never gone to an e3 i don't really care to go to an e3 i like like watching the streams that's fine eh, but well, that's um, true too but I, I just don't think that virtual events like new virtual New York Comic Con or virtual E3 is worth it for me, uh, at least at least just for myself. I'm not I'm not talking saying it's a bad idea for anybody. It's just it's uh it's just not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on, and sometimes you can't get to the stuff you want to do. So it's kind of a it's a very busy, tiring day. Yeah. It's exactly. what I'm getting for you. I, I I was talking like I knew through experience. I don't, but that's what that's what I think you. I remember <laughs> oh my, my God, brother and my cousin. Comic- they were telling me that it was um, it was fun. Like it's cool to say you did it and it was fun to be there. But they said they would do one day and that's it. Some people were doing like two days and, and they said nah, it gets expensive unless like you said you 
have a specific goal like oh i gotta go see this person on this day and that person on this day but um yeah that they were happy uh, to go the one time get what they wanted to get and then they're like yeah yeah, sorry i was i was i was was gonna say that uh i only did one day each time i went i think i went i don't know how many times I i think i went two or two times i think i went two times yeah or three i don't know but uh, <laughs> I won ten, or was it one? I can't remember. I, tw- I think, I think it was three. I think it was three. <laughs> but Jonah was there I, once. We'll just say that he at least went. But once. I, I, I took one day each time, because one day is very tiring. Like you're there walking around, uh, in a in a cosplay or or my latter two times in clothes, <laughs> regular clothes, but uh. It's it's very draining. It's very hot. It's very crowded. It's it's it having so many people around you at any given time and lines for everything. If you want to buy something, there's a line for it, and it's it's a long line. And if it's something worth getting, it's going to be a very long line. Yeah. So you get you better hope you got there early. Yeah. Uh, I remember I I went to uh, uh, the Street Fighter. I went to the Street Fighter booth. So I could get something signed by uh, Ono, who was like the, the, the Street Fighter guy, the, the creator. And he was cool. I took a picture with him. Uh, but that line was long and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've seen um, like speaking of Power Rangers and Jason David Frank, I've seen his um, his thing because he's he's got one of those like he doesn't let. Um, or I should say that he won't not sign an autograph like everyone in line gets gets an autograph because they wait a long time and sometimes i guess people just have to cut it off at a certain point but he's like no i gotta get to the full line but you see the videos that he puts out in like the the um time lapse of the of the line and it's like oh my gosh it's just like an all-day line just like a non-stop line that just you know takes forever to get through and it's just like yeah if you're there to see one person and do that one thing, I guess it's fine. But it's like, I doubt you're going to be able to go do another thing like you're saying. It sounds sounds crazy. but so Well, you know what? I, uh, I'm glad you got to go, so I don't have to go. <laughs> exactly. Although maybe it might be fun for us to go to Comic-Con together. Might be fun. No, that might sounds like sick. a good... I, I would enjoy that um, once everything's normal and safe again because yeah. i'm sure it's going to be uh pretty well i don't know it depends on the the person but i think the world's you know the most people are eager to try to get back to a normal thing i was going to say that it's probably going to be very awkward the first time everyone's let back in a, a building again like crunched together yeah that's that's one thing i'm not looking uh forward to any cra- i've never liked crowds but now i'm like crowds will kill me so i don't want to do that anymore yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, one thing I liked about Comic uh, Con was like going around to uh, like high end collectible booths, and then they had like these insane like statues. Like they had a there was it was there was one that was called like like Batman Nightmare or something, and it was like Batman and all his villains, and it was like five thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> and it was like large, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. That's. That's a car. That's how much a car costs. Was that the thing you took a picture in front of? I, I think I did take a picture in front of it. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think you showed that to me. 
something like that. But yeah, it was big. I remember it being huge, and you're like, yeah, that was that was a lot of money, five thousand dollars. But you know what's crazy though? Imagine getting something like that. Imagine being able to pay up front, like the five grand, and then like <laughs> keeping it pristine for a while. I wonder if that. I wonder how. Um, it probably did. It definitely went up in value. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but because uh, I don't know it's, if it's one of those things where it's like a time thing, where it's like, oh, you know, if it's. If it's like, oh yeah, that's cool. How much you pay for five thousand? Well, I'll give you like uh, eight hundred for it. You know, <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be one of those sort of situations, especially if space is an issue, like big things like that. I don't know if uh, they hold their value. Um, I that I well. Do, I think I think there's a pretty big uh, collector's market for those kind of statues. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I think around that time when I saw these these Goliaths. Of collectibles, because uh, there was like samurai versions of Batman characters also, and I was like, "That's so cool!" Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I looked up some of the some like uh, similar kind of statues from those companies like XM and and Sideshow, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just like uh, they sold at like five hundred originally, but now on eBay they're like two thousand dollars. So it's kind of people like look at them as investments a lot, but yeah. at the same time, uh, uh, I guess certain pieces. Mm-hmm. will not gain value so you have to be careful right so that's 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 why people are just like buy what you like uh because it might not be a good investment <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um exactly you know that's perfect you know if you want to buy something like that make sure you buy something you like um speaking of when when i bought those dragon ball dragon boxes yeah um that for me i i was interested in wanting to watch them because it was like the first thing that was going to be as close to the original like quality as you can possibly get, but they were expensive, like eighty bucks each, I think, something like that. Um, but uh, I was able to, I was able to resell those, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, that that those went up in price a lot. Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. I think I, I I've had a couple experiences where some of my physical goods, like uh, a lot of I, usually usually video games like special edition video games that i've had uh they've gone up in value a lot so i made a good amount of money just selling it after i was after i was not very interested in it anymore mm-hmm. and some of them i kind of regret <laughs> yeah well i mean uh, look at look at um like selling the uh back in the day look at pokemon cards now how much they're they're worth yeah yeah that's something that uh, I, I mean you would think of but you're like eh how long do i have to wait till they're so they're valuable. And I remember exactly, I, I had a whole exactly, book yeah. of Pokemon cards. I never even played the game. I didn't even really like the TV show, but I just, it was something about those cards. Yeah. And uh, I, I had a decent amount of them. And I guess the ones, a few of them that are probably uh, worth a lot now, but they gone. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, I, I had a lot of cards, but I didn't very really take very much good care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I didn't have like any of those big money cards. I I, I had, uh, I didn't have the big money cards for like base set. I had one card that could be worth a thousand dollars if it was in good, 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 good condition, but it wasn't. Yeah. You know, uh, it was like a non hollow dark Charizard first edition. Oh, wow. Uh, and that I think is a thousand dollars, uh, in a good condition, but knowing, you know, me, I don't take care of things that i should <laughs> i've, I've uh, I, now i take care of things uh sometimes i keep stuff sealed yeah uh, well, that's a, that was a that's be... a big thing that's rough yeah because i know uh, when i um 
when you helped me sell those um, Predator um, action figures that I had. I think they were from uh, um, the McFarlane um, brand. And so they're really detailed and everything like that. And when I got them, I was like, oh, I'll just keep them, keep them sealed. But at the same time, I was like, oh, but they're so cool. Like, they deserve to be on display. Like, they're so cool. Exactly. And But I think... I think, yeah, they, I think what I sell them for, like, uh, I forget what it was. It wasn't anything that, that crazy, but I think they were worth, like, 200 bucks to 300 bucks sealed each. Yeah. So I'm like, darn it. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, that's that's the thing with anything. Look at old Nintendo games. Like, uh, the later run games that didn't sell a lot, like Little Samson, that was, like, $1,000 plus that was selling for a couple years ago. Wait, uh... Little Samson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know too much about, like, the old games that are that are big money. I Although I saw recently, I think, uh, what was it, Super Mario and Duck Hunt, like, pristine graded or something, got sold for, like, a in stupid amount of money recently uh, in, like, auction. Yeah, I, I saw like, that. I was like, why? What was it, like, 300000 or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I was like, first that Charizard, now... Now this, uh, people people are like, oh, the pandemic keeping us all at home. Let's invest in toys. <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but, that's, uh, that's something like a game like that, though, I think will go up in value. But again, it's, it's all about because I was into collecting games for a while there. But at the same time, you got to look at what's what's trending and what, you know, because you can have something that's worth a thousand bucks now, but. If the timing's wrong, it could go down, like, back down to, like, like super low. But, you know, it's just weird. It's like, but it's it's a gamble, I guess. Exactly. And I, uh, and one thing uh, about collecting and, the pri- and like, aftermarket prices about, like, I, for, for a while I was buying, buying my, my uh, limited edition video games. I was like, these are, these are cool. I'll play them and maybe they'll go up in value. And they did sometimes. I just flipped them. Uh, but now it's like, oh, I used to think selling this game for like $800 or $500 was big. And now these games are selling for like a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And, and especially like a lot of the games that I got good money for were, uh, were Vita games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now with the Vita digital store going away in I think August or something. Yeah. Uh, and People are just crazy for Vita games. They're like, we need to get physical copies of whatever we can. And I, and I think I sold uh, one of the rarer Vita games for $500. I think it was like, it was a, a JRPG, Ars No Surge, limited edition. Uh, and I sold that for like $500 to $600. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be worth a lot more than that now. So <laughs> I regret it. Well, how much but did you the, pay for it? I pay, I paid uh the regular price. I think it was like eighty bucks on oh, uh, all right. I bought it from the the store, the what is it? Um whoever sell sold that God, I, I don't I don't remember who it was. But at least but you they, made they a decent profit. That's good. I did, I did, but and I and I I'm I'm regretting it not because I would have made a more more of a profit, but now I'm in that phase of being like, Oh, the Vita's going away. I have to get games. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a bunch of games. I didn't really sell most of my Vita games. I still have Persona Five, uh, Persona Four Golden, which is one of the bigger games. Um, 
but there, but I, I'm not going to get another physical copy of that game I sold because it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's um, like with the gaming, you have to kind of follow a trend because yeah. um, it'll go from like NES, Super Nintendo, then like as the generations get older, their prices are going to start going up. So sometimes you'll hear, like I mentioned, uh, Metal Jesus Rocks in the last podcast, and sometimes they'll, him and his crew will um, hint at what, what you should try to start collecting for next because that could be the next, like, big boom. Because I know when I started getting Nintendo games again back in, like, 2009, 2010, they weren't that expensive. Like, I think I was able to get the whole Mega Man uh, set and, like, uh, like the Castlevanias and all that stuff and, like, sets on eBay. I think for maybe I got the Mega Man for maybe, like, 80 bucks, all of them. Now they're like eighty each. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was looking for uh, for like inbox copies a while back. They were kind of kind of bad, kind of bad. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't remember how much it was. Yeah, but it was in, more than inbox that. Inbox is very. That's something I rarely do. I got um, I think it's like Battle of Olympus or something like that. I got at one of the retro gaming stores, and I was like, you know what? This isn't that expensive, and it's got a cool cover. I was like, and it's it's. In the box. I was like, I'm going to get this. I, I at least want one game in the box. Yeah. But it's um, just thinking about what you had, though, like back in, like whatever you bought and if you held on to. I remember whoever, wherever my dad was able to get our Nintendo from, uh, the sec, because we had one that I think we got for Christmas, but my brother and I would, weren't, I think we got punished or something like that. So he took it away. I think he went to get another one or that or he gave it to somebody and I guess they accumulated some games. So he got it back when we were a little bit older and that had a bunch of games in the box, like in in the box games, like all the Mario's were in the box, um, everything. But um, I don't know whatever happened to that box because he took it away again or the guy or the guy wanted it back or the family wanted it back. I don't know what the story was. I wasn't in charge of it, but anyway, <laughs> just like that box has to be worth like so much money if they if they held on to it. Um, yeah. But I doubt it because it's like it's like weird. Um, like you look at Game Boys and their boxes. Most of those games, the boxes didn't even seem collectible at the time because they were so awkward. You couldn't really stack them that well. And uh, the only cool ones were the uh, Sega Genesis, the hard cases, because they're like VHS tapes, so you can easily put those on the shelf. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it kind of ironic that uh, those those cases, the hard cases, are, aren't are worth as much as the cardboard cases of the NES, just because the NES's cardboard cases are much easier. It's easier to damage those. Yep. So there's less of them around now. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's weird, but it, it's it's ironic, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's because uh, they're fragile. But yeah, definitely. But like, it's worth more. But the Sega Sega had the right idea with with their with their hard cases. Nintendo should have done it earlier. Yeah. Well, I was I became a snob with that because I didn't want to buy any more any any soft cases. Like I was like, it has to be hard case because it just yeah. it's got to go with the rest of the collection. Yeah, and and now they uh, they sell those hard cases for the soft case you just put your uh you yeah. put your your box inside the plastic or the acrylic yeah. box keep it pristine uh, exactly smart <laughs> I, idea I see, yeah i see a lot of those uh those 
people people do that when they have those old Pokemon booster boxes. Mm-hmm. They put those in those acrylic cases, and they're like, "I just sold this for five hundred thousand dollars." I know it's time to sell it back to you. Oh shit! <laughs> Almost took out everything on my desk. <laughs> I um, I don't know. I I feel like going back to the Pokemon thing. I can't remember what I had uh, specifically, but I know I had a couple pikachus and i even had a japanese um uh they call them like the foil cards that sparkled um i had a japanese raichu which was like the the second form of pikachu i guess yeah i didn't even know what it was so i ended up getting it in like a trade or something like that or um i somehow won it or something like that off of some kid i forget what the stakes were maybe it was a bet or something i don't know but anyway i had one of those and i think Maybe that was rare because I never saw anyone else have one. And yeah, uh, I, f- I feel like in the, in the schoolyard, you're not going to find a lot of people with Japanese cards. No, I don't know where it came from. Like, honestly, I have no idea where they got it from, but I was able to get it. And uh, yeah, so I wonder. I'm, I I should look it up actually to see how much it's worth. But yeah, I gave my cousin the um, my Pokemon cards and stuff like that. I think. Uh, I think he bought it off. I think I made him pay for it though, but it wasn't a lot. <laughs> uh, but just, I don't. I don't think he house. held on to it. He probably he might have gave it to his sisters or something like that, and they probably oh, destroyed okay. it or something. I don't know. I mean, if he held on to it, just go over his house under the pretext of just visiting, and then when he's not looking, just find it. Run. I just show up to his house. He just has like a bunch of Teslas in his driveway now. I was like, <laughs> um, so <laughs> where's my Pokemon cards? Oh, no, I didn't sell those to you. I let you borrow them so you could, you know, hang on to them and That's feel it. better about your horrible life. And you did a great job <laughs> keeping them pristine. Now you have to sell your Teslas and get them back. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I I was also very into Pokemon when I was younger, but I think that got eclipsed uh, pretty quickly by Yu-Gi-Oh! And I, I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh! ever really took off as much as Pokemon did. I don't know. Carmine, our buddy Carmine, he was huge, and his brothers were into the Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff. I I couldn't get into it, but it looked cool. I think I sat in a couple games that they were doing. See, my direction ended up going into um, Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah. I was more intrigued by the art that was put into those cards because they were like crazy art that goes into that. And the game was actually pretty interesting. I, I don't remember being that good. Like, I remember trying it, and uh, I got a bunch of cards off of people because there was a lot of throwaway cards or, like, doubles and stuff like that, so a lot of the basic stuff. So I built a huge deck that way, and then I went out and started buying decks. So I built up a pretty cool deck, a pretty powerful deck, but um, I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh. I think I watched a show, like, a couple episodes or something like that. I thought it was cool. I, I liked the concept of it, but that was about as far as I went with Yu-Gi-Oh. Never... Never really dove right in, but I heard the card yeah. game was fun. Yeah, I got I got really into it uh, when I was young, and then I fell off, you know, as you do as you grow. Yeah. And then I got back into it like a couple of years ago, but but I got back into it because it was like a way to deal with work stress. You know, yeah. I just get back get home from work. I'm like, I just bought some packs and opened them, and I'm like, oh, I got some cool stuff. Yeah. Well, I gotta ask you uh, a question because I can bring this yeah. full circle this 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 podcast here with this question. Now, did you fall out of Yu-Gi-Oh! on your own accord, or was that because, like, no one that you know was playing it or thought it was cool anymore? 
it basically nobody was playing it and uh and you know as you're growing up you want to see more adult and Yu-Gi-Oh was not an adult thing to do you know it's it's more like a ch- a kids game i so, guess and if you if you're playing a Yu-Gi-Oh you're kind of seem like childish so you in nat- high so you, did you would you say you naturally grew out of it like like say like from not like from playing action figures with not playing action figures or was it like something that you're like I kind of well, want to fit in, so I'm not gonna. Pre- you know, I, I'll, I'm just gonna stop this. I'll, I'll see what well, other see what other cool well, things are out there. For, for me, it wasn't overnight. It was. It was like. Uh, it wasn't like. Oh, I'm gonna just stop playing this. Was, I still like them. Uh, so I, I bought some packs every now and then. I I still like put put together cards and in, into like a, a deck, but I never played with anybody. And eventually, you know, just doing a hobby by yourself. Uh, isn't fun uh and, and really all i'm doing is is wasting my spending money on on things that i'm not going to use to you know socialize or have fun with right friends. yeah no i i, so I understand that yep that's kind of so like that's kind of like how i with magic like i always had the cards in my drawer for all these years but i didn't play it since high school because that's who i played it with the, the kids at uh in study hall and that was it like no one else around me in my circle Played that game. Um, like I said, Carmine played uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. I wasn't into that. And uh, I think I tried to get my brother into magic a little bit, but he didn't He didn't go for it. Although it's funny because he ended up picking up Dungeons & Dragons about... Mm. Mm, maybe he's been playing that for like 10 years maybe now? Something like that? But I Honestly, never played that game. Yeah, me, me neither. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons seems like a kind of game I would like to play with my friends. But at the same time, I don't know how to start or where to yeah. start. My, or I don't have any friends <laughs> that have that play that game. So I mean, he he's got a lot of friends. They they get together and play. Like I would love to, maybe try to. The problem with me, see, I don't know. It's just like I would because you, know, lo- you can you create you can your own journey. I guess like like I remember that. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched Dexter's Laboratory, but there was a Dexter's Laboratory episode. I guess where they're playing that and like. He was the dungeon master, and he was creating the events that were happening as it went on. And I don't know if that's like I I don't know much about Dungeons and Dragons, but based off of that concept alone, I actually made my own board game when I was a kid. Based off of that episode, I guess that was based off of Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons, and I made like I drew my own cards for the game and stuff like that, all like power ups and stuff. And I mean. I never went anywhere. I don't even think I ever played it for real. But going back to Dungeons and Dragons, I I think that's what it is. Like you can make up your own like journey and like your own something, like your own yeah. characters and events and things like that. And I find that to be awesome. But like, I don't know. Like I don't know if that's how I want to creatively spend my. Like I rather make a movie. I don't know. I'm like I don't know. I. I my problem yeah, is I, was, I have I so thinking, many uh, so many creative things I want to do, like, but I don't know if I'd be able to hold my attention to that. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I was thinking that. Uh, well, I th- I think one person comes up with like the story that they're doing. I think that's the game master. That's that's what I that's what I I, I understand from it. And then the game master kind of leads everybody through the story. But I, I was thinking maybe we can uh we can do that and like uh telling JJ uh special we can do like a like a dungeons and dragons special with 
with your brother because he knows how to play the game. Yeah, <laughs> once uh, once we can actually meet up, and, yeah, because uh, I wanna I wanna get like a three camera system going on over here where it's a a lot easier to do, but also would be better, and then that way we can have guests a little bit easier to have guests, and that would be interesting to have him on and kind of give an example. I mean, I don't know, like it's weird, it's because people. Automat like when you think dungeons, dungeons. I can't even say it. Dungeons and dragons. It's like you think of like the nerdiest type of people in the world, but it's like I don't know. I think that's more create creative, especially if you're an adult and still doing it. I think that's awesome. Like that you have that escape from reality um, because in a reality. world that's like so weird by itself and like so like negative, especially with social media. Which goes back into another thing I want to jump, ask you again, or not ask you, but just say. But anyway, like I think those people that can do that, I applaud them. I really do. And I and as weird as like, because I also know in amongst that group there's um like some like a couple of people I think that um have siblings that do LARPing. I don't know if you you remember the movie um uh. I forget what the movie is called, but it has, it's LARPing. It's uh like where it's like they pretend they're characters and they actually go out and have like fake battles and stuff like that. Like they dress yeah. up as like elves and all that other stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Role Models. That was the movie with Paul Rudd and um, uh, the guy that played Stifler. <laughs> I don't remember that movie, but I, I, th- I remember a movie that used LARPing, but I, I think, uh, I think at one point the main character, there, there's like, okay, I'm, I'm going on a tangent, but I, I was basically saying, uh, I I I've seen a movie with LARPing and it looked really funny, and I, they played it off to being, LARPing was a really nerdy thing to do, but I, and I've never done it, but it looked really fun. <laughs> uh, honestly, it reminds me of um like those old, uh, I don't know if you ever went on a field trip to those like. Uh, Oh, I don't even know. Oh, I can't even think of what it is. Well, is is it those uh, medieval times uh, yes. fairs? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the fairs, the fairs, exactly. And then like everyone's like in full on, um, character about like what's yeah. going. Yeah, but I mean, for me, like I said, I I couldn't do that. I just, but I I I applaud them for doing it because that's like, I find that so cool that someone could just do that. Like, take themselves out of, like, reality and, like, put themselves safely and sanely. Not like they're, like they're all, like, have multiple personalities. But you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't even have gone that, that route in my, in my like, logic. I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> they're insane. This person really <laughs> thinks they're a centaur. <laughs> He's not Sir Lancelot. I'm Sir Lancelot. I have proof. <laughs> yeah um but, but like i i just i couldn't get into that because it's like i don't know i don't know if my mind could really you know i i don't know i feel like it's, I, I feel like for some reason it's going back to like play like pretend playtime instead of like like i can i understand acting and i i, I don't like you know i under i can do acting and stuff like that but i just the larping thing i don't know 
Yeah, well, for for me, I've I've never done LARPing, and I don't really have an urge to do LARPing. <laughs> but I understand that if you're in a group of friends and they wanted to do LARPing, and you're like, yeah, well, I, I like I'd, I'd try it out, and I'd, I'd probably have fun because I've noticed that uh, uh, as you can adapt to a situation pretty quickly. So if if a situation calls for it, for you to have fun by becoming a a character in a LARP. Why not? You know, just uh, <laughs> give it a shot. Just go for it. Maybe I want to be the pretty princess on the t- in the tower. I think you. I think you would make a great one. Exactly. <laughs> I'd you know? fight for that tower, Jonah. I appreciate that, <laughs> but I've already got a. I've already got a, a hero in mind. Ah. Uh, and shucks. that is, and that is Keanu Reeves. Oh, there you go. Can I LARP as him? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm an elf. I am a centaur. I am John Wick. (laughs) I am John Wick the centaur. Does that that count? And he's got pencils everywhere. That's it. (laughs) He's got a pencil gun. (laughs) See, I would would just be like, listen, can we just, like, make a movie out of this? Like, do we have to pretend? Can we just, like... Make something out of what we're doing right now, and 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 that's and that's the kind of movie I saw with LARPing is th- there was a story going on, and the setting was this guy who's not he's not a LARPer went into this setting. I think it was to impress a girl that LARPed, uh, and he went there, and everyone's a nerd, but uh, it was it was fun. But that's the that that that's the kind of movie that could be fun uh, is is not having a uh, a story like a, like an actual story based on the larp storyline but a like a movie based on you being in a situation where people are larping <laughs> gotcha. that could be fun yeah it'll be uh cinematic chaos yeah maybe you're trying to trying to blend in with the with the larpers for some <laughs> reason i don't know but i think at the end of the movie they accidentally summoned a demon and they had to use heavy metal to get rid of it i don't remember I mean that's that's a hell of a plot twist. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Now was this happening I'm... or was this like part of the LARPing imagine? No, this was real. No, that was part of the real part of the of the story. Oh, so that's there cool. was actually a demon, but I don't remember if I'm mixing two different movies together <laughs> or if this is the movie. <laughs> you know what? Because I like that I... movie better, Jonah. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I like that one. I, that's a great... I remember when I saw that scene, it was amazing. That's a great plot twist right there. I, I wish I knew what the movie was. It sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like one of those low budget Cinemax movies, like movies that like are like softcore porn, but they're just like it's it's like the kind of movie uh shit, what what you you know that movie where uh God, hold on. It's it's these these college kids go into the woods and there's like a two rednecks and they're and they're fun. Oh, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker and Dale. Yeah, it's a great it's movie. Like Fantastic movie. It's kind of like that. It's like that. I love them. I love that movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but oh, what I was gonna come back around because, speaking of, um, you mentioned something where it's like, and this is on the topic of like acting like these LARPing people. I I have full respect for them because, like, it's just like this strange thing. It's like. You know, you're playing pretend as an adult, and that's something that's like everyone would look at that and be like, "What? What do you? Won't you grow up or something like that?" But they're being so creative; it's like you can't. But going back to what you were saying earlier, with um, 
like what you were, you don't want to consider yourself like an actor. You don't want to say an actor like that, or you're having, let's just say like your confidence when you like someone says something, it only bothers you a little bit for a while, but you still remember it. It's like, um, it's like anything with like YouTube comments I was thinking about where, you know, there's this huge thing in like anything, social media, you have, you can have like 400 pages of like thumbs up and great job. But if you have like one person just like, oh, this was the worst thing ever. How could you possibly blah, 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 blah. You're, you're terrible, blah, blah, blah. You're going to look, you're going to look past all those 400 pages of good and like, just focus on that one. Like, I think that's just like a, I think that's just in like, uh, built into our DNA where it's just like, we only notice those negative things for some reason. It's so strange, but, um, yeah, I've, I've noticed that too. Uh, it, it, like the, the compliments and the good, the good that, that people say for you. So say about you, it, it, it makes you feel good, but it doesn't stick with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, and, and the stuff that reinforces your doubt of yourself, uh, that's the stuff that sticks with you. And that's the stuff you remember. Right. Yeah, it's 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 such a crazy thing, but I think um yeah, I think like that's the one thing you just like anyone should really just like uh like learn to let go. Like if you can let go of that, like just pass it over like like a shrug. Just be like, "Uh, ah, all right, whatever." Because um like going back to the larping thing, it's just, you know, like how many times would would you like if you were LARPing? Would you ever tell anybody in your circle? Do you think like if that's what you, you like you want to do? Is that something that you would ever be like? Oh, I I do this, guys. We sh- you should do it too. Or would you just like keep that as like your dark secret or deep you know hidden secret? I'd probably tell you, but I would I wouldn't really offer up the information to anybody. <laughs> put, it, put it on your resume. <laughs> yeah, I would I wouldn't be like, excuse me, I have uh, a wealth of experience in LARPing as. <laughs> The green dragon. <laughs> I I can do this. I can do that. And also, believe it or not, on Saturdays, I'm a king. <laughs> I have my own costume and everything. No one has ever dethroned me. That's impressive. <laughs> you should hire me. That gosh dang Mordecai. I've tried, though. Mordecai. He tried last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, that's, like I said, I... I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could ever get into that. Or Dungeons and Dragons. I just find them so interesting. And I applaud those people because they don't give a crap. Or I should say they don't give a shit. I'll just say it. They yeah. don't give a shit. And uh, I think that's amazing. And that's, I, I don't think, know. that. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I don't think I, It's well, I, I would give it a, sh- I wouldn't be the one in, uh, initiating LARPing. But if I, if my friends were going to do it I, and they were like, hey, let's do it with me. I'd be like, okay, let's give it a shot, but I'd I'd be more willing to do Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Oh like yeah. In, yeah. In absolutely. Because then I would LARP. I would be afraid that I would like insult somebody at, at, if I went LARPing. You know, like I would be like, I don't know if I I would take because they literally take it seriously. Like I know people that I've known the people that do it, and they literally take like it's like it's like their lifestyle. Like if they yeah. say they're like thrown out there like a pony or something, like they're like I'm a pony. And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, that's your thing. Like, you can't, thing. I don't know. Like, they're like dead serious. Like, they have like names and like families, and like they have like this whole background and yeah. And and what I'm afraid of is because I'm not I'm not used to these people uh, changing their being being like something like completely something different. 
what if they say something like ridiculous like oh yeah i'm i'm uh i play i don't know bubblegum the pink pony from the heavens and it's like what if I laugh at that because I'm still in the mindset of, oh, he's joking. Right. <laughs> this isn't real. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> feel like, bad because it's me? like I don't mean to make – but it's like I don't know if I could go in there and be like – you know, I would just – there would be a part of me that's like, what is happening? Where yeah, am and, I right now? <laughs> like I'm in the middle and, of and the I, woods. And the last thing I want to do is make anybody feel bad for for their hobby just because I'm not educated with the, about their hobby. Exactly. You and know, I, yeah. Because like I, I – like I said, I, I applaud the – so much because it's just like is they're using their imagination for like to better themselves really and like the fact that there's like a group of people that do this is like those people you know of course of you know unless someone takes it like so serious where they're i'm just saying like if, if you like play a bad guy but you're like super like in the in the movie the role models when they're the the one guy was like the king or something like that. And like everyone had to bow down to them, even in real life, like outside, because that's like out of respect, like you are the king. Like, like I wouldn't take it that far, but anyone that takes it at a healthy level where it's just like, okay, I do literally have a, like my, I am who I am here. But as soon as Saturday at four o'clock starts, I'm this thing. If that's, you know, you're not making people do weird stuff outside of those hours. Um, you know, uh, I think that's great. That's, that's, uh, but yeah, I don't know if I could do that because it's like, you know, like I said, if I'd rather, I'd rather take the people that put the time and effort into them, like, Hey, you want to make a movie or something cool? Like, Hey, green dragon, dude, you want to be like in a movie and like actually make something out of this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be an idea. If they invite you LARP and you're like, listen, you're going to spend a weekend not being filmed running around in a costume which is cool but alternately we can make a movie <laughs> yeah, like, like how about this one <laughs> but yeah that's that's the case like if you get invited to a larp just bring up the idea you know if i i'm able to do something this weekend but why don't you stay with me and make a movie that'd be cool yeah right maybe they'll be into it or they'll be like no yeah. sorry sorry i have to meet my uh God, I don't, I don't, I can't think I of stuff on the spot. My, my jester friend, my jester Bernard. Friend. The gem I wear around my neck does not allow me to do such things. Exactly. It's just like, all it's right. Already, okay. It's already half past four. I'm already in character. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, man. You do you, My boo-boo. brother, my brother, the orc lord is picking me up at six. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I find that cool. Cause my, like I was saying, my, um. My creative interest is like I need to create something out of it, so I don't know if I'd be able to sit through a D and D game and like get fully invested. Because my brother, through my brother, he says like sometimes they go like weeks, like the like they just they'll like stop, like say it goes for like ten hours or something, they'll just stop and like pick it up again sometime or throughout the week. So it's like an ongoing adventure thing, and it's like that's cool and all, but it's like so is it like a live action Dungeons and Dragons game? Well, that's what I mean. That Dungeons and Dragons is, I, I guess, that's what it is. It's just like, like yeah, they like have, they they make a storyline and then they play through it. But that kind of seems like what LARPing is, except they're actually playing through it rather than sitting down saying what they're doing. Yeah, but like my my thing is like, um, like when I when I was a kid and I used to play with action figures, like 
I needed to be by myself. Like, I never could play, like, say my brother got, like, a set of action figures. Like, I could never play it with him because, like, what I had going on in my head wasn't matching what he had going on in his head. So, like, I wanted to make a story what I wanted. Like, I wanted the characters to do, like, a certain thing and, like, have, like, you know what I mean? Like, an adventure that way. Excuse me. So, I don't know if the LARPing works in the same way. It's like, okay, I'm a... Again, pony, sorry if anyone's a pony out there, but just pony and be like, <laughs> okay, listen, my pony's journey is going to do this. Like, and if you're coming at me with a sword, I have, like, can you make up stuff on the fly or is it like a strict, like... Yeah, that's that's one thing I understand how they do their battles. Like, everyone wants to win. Yeah, right. They're not actually fighting. Do they, do they have like a, do they decide a storyline how this fight's going to go? Like, this guy's going to get a hit in. He's going to lose his arm. And then after a couple more hits, this guy falls. He's dead. Yeah, but it's like game. a group of people. So how do you like coordinate that? And then by the time you do it, it's like, like, why? Like, you're just reenacting a imaginary story instead of like, let, I don't know. Like, how does that work? It's so weird. Unless, unless we're, maybe no one fights. Maybe that was just the movie. Maybe they just like go maybe out that and was like just the, have yeah. dance parties or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> rave in the woods. That's it with glow sticks and. <laughs> yeah glitter i don't know but um yeah i don't know that's so that's my thing like with dungeons and dragons too it's like i guess you you use the the die or i should say dice to to like that's how the movements and the powers and all that stuff work yeah you got to roll for initiative yeah so um i mean that would probably work best but at the same time i don't know like i said i would rather just make a movie be like all right let's put all this creativity and creative thinking into a movie. But I guess, you know what, that's just me, though, because i that's my creative outlet. They do it no, because I, they can probably achieve so much more in their imagination and on paper. It's like, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's like they're reenacting, like, stories from movies and books and stuff like that. And, like, this board game that's just, like, an ongoing saga, which is which is pretty cool. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the the... I, I saw from Stranger Things that like that one scene where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and then they, uh, somebody has to go home. Yeah. Uh, in that scene, he's like, "We this is this story has been going on for weeks. Right. So we've been here for 10 hours. That's yeah, true. They did say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Is that how it goes? <laughs> well, that's. Yeah. So I don't know if well, my sure. interest would, would like. I don't know if it's one of those things where I would just like be excited to be in and be like, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm learning this. But then. By like the the half hour mark or by like the two hour mark, am I gonna be sitting there going, uh, okay guys, uh, I gotta go, you know? And they're like, wait, no, we gotta go fight the dragon polar bear over here. And you're like, what? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, like I I I also, I also want to have like a when I do like something like that, I do want to have like a record of what I've done. So like uh, with 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 acting, you know, you've you've recorded something. So same thing with voice acting and. With this, we're recording a podcast, but uh, when we, if we do Dungeons and Dragons, it'd be cool to do it as like a video special where me, you, John, uh, not John, you're John. I can come. Me, Yay. Me, you, Chris, uh, and, and maybe Carmine if he wants. <laughs> we, we'd do like a Dungeons and Dragons special where we're all on camera after the pandemic. And, I think that'd be interesting to have like yeah, just to, Chris just to try run it. it and maybe Chris yeah. and someone else, like maybe like get three guys that know what they're doing and then three guys that don't 
and then see yeah. what happens. Be like, okay, you guys are going to run through it, and then we're going to see, like, how do we get through Like, how do we, I don't know. That would be an interesting experience to be like, all right. And then by the end of the adventure, or half, whatever the whatever it is, um, maybe we can do, like, a time limit. Be like, okay, we only have this much time to get to whatever. Like, we can set it that way. A timer's going off, and something's going to blow up, so we have to prevent it from blowing up within the hour or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, and we can do something where it's like, okay, and by the end of it, see if any one of these three newbies are interested in doing another one or not. Maybe that'd be like some sort of experiment. Can you get three newbies to want to get interested in this? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> You're not excited. <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. If, if, if it could turn into like a, like a semi-annual series we could do where we just get back together to play some more Dungeons and Dragons. That'd be so that'd be nice. It should just be but, like a uh, yearly event where we just pick up the same game and it just it never ends. It's just oh it's just like new adventure every year. Yeah. Or a continuous exactly. adventure but a, a year last, later. <laughs> last year we entered into the dungeon of Glass Door. <laughs> so and now this year we're Stepping into the door next to the entrance of Vildor. We're taking two <laughs> steps to the right today. Roll for initiative. Critical <laughs> hit. <laughs> so, I don't know. That might work. It might not. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a, it seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah, but I, I think I think it'll work better if we had like more than one. If we actually had like a camera crew, you know, people just like doing close ups and. Yeah, so they can actually, actually film the whole thing without having make it interesting. Yeah, I feel like it'll be a little little stale for the viewers if it's just like one shot at the table. It'll look like just... a PBS special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all dress up like Mister Rogers. Exactly. No, that's a good idea. Uh, we'll have to look into that. See who's available to be able to do such a thing. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at the same time, where this would be something we would do in person. So. Yeah. After vaccines, after the pandemic isn't an issue, maybe end of the year. Yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Everything is uh, up in the air <laughs> with uh, with all that jazz. But it's definitely getting better. That's all I can say. Especially on yeah. my end with the kids getting older. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the world continues to do what it's got to do to get through it. Exactly, yeah. So... But, uh, Jonah, we didn't get to talk about Godzilla versus Kong like we were gonna, so let's just, okay. let's just take the, yeah. like, the last 15 minutes here, or 10 to 15 minutes, and just kind of, let's talk, uh, Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus okay. Kong. So, uh, I actually, I actually, uh, so I watched Godzilla versus Kong, I liked it a lot, I, so I went back and watched, uh, King Kong, or mm. Skull Island, I don't remember what the movie's called. Yeah, Skull Island. Uh, and I also watched the first Godzilla with, uh, with Heisenberg. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know their actors' names anymore. <laughs> uh, with Hal <laughs> from Malcolm in the Middle. Bill, yeah, exactly. Billy Cranston, and, uh, who's also named after the Blue Ranger, believe it or not. Or the Blue Ranger yeah. was named after Billy Cranston. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I heard that actually, yeah. Yeah, because he was on Power um, Rangers as a voice actor and they, they ended up taking, uh, his actor name and... Or I should say his name and giving it to Billy. So there you go. Full circle, yeah. Jonah. We did it. Full circle. 
We did it. Hell yeah. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't seen the second Godzilla movie yet. Well, I've seen it before, but a long time ago. Right. And so you didn't get a rewatch of it. But uh, seeing these again, it's, it's, they they did this series, this movie series really well. Like, I like it. Uh, like, I remember really not liking the second Godzilla movie all that much. But I uh, I don't know why. Like, I got it in my head that the this little girl is the one psychically calling these these guy these gods over, <laughs> these titans. But I, I guess I combined Eleven with her character in the movie. I was gonna say that's yeah, and that's not because it at there all. is there is like a mind control aspect of it, or like a sonic care. I don't know, like a machine. She, the so machine. Them. The machine. Um, yeah, yeah. So I combined those, and I was, and also they they had a lot of drama, like human drama in that movie, and and usually I like human drama because that's. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> but this is a movie about Godzilla versus everybody. Yeah. And it's it should be that mostly. <laughs> right. You know, but they had a they had a lot of good actors and actresses in that movie and they wanted to justify their the cost to pay them, I guess, but <laughs> But the Godzilla versus uh versus Kong was great. <laughs> so uh is it okay to talk spoilers? Yeah, we we gave them a Plenty of a, a week notice, so yeah. So at yeah, the one point that really gets me in that movie is so they they go down into Hollow Earth by going through a portal, and uh, and Kong's like, yeah, I lived here or something. My parents lived here, and he hangs out, and then Godzilla. Is just like he's like in China or something or Hong Kong. I don't remember where he is. Mm-hmm. And he just shoots through the ground. Yeah. At <laughs> into Hollow Earth. Yeah. And I'm like, don't you need to be you? Can he just do that? <laughs> you could just dig straight down into Hollow Earth. I thought you needed to go into like an inverted gravity portal. I guess. Yeah. And like I, Godzilla um... climbs out. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I, my theory on the whole thing was um because uh they they like sense each other because as soon as kong's out of his um fake skull island you know because i guess that one was overtaken by the storm from skull island so that storm eventually took it off so they you know held him into this like sanctuary for him um and they always said that you know once he leaves godzilla's gonna come for him so i guess they and they always know because in the first going back to the 2014 Godzilla movie Godzilla first shows up because those monsters come out of the ground so he senses them right away and I guess it's just a natural instinct between all these titans to just like fight each other or like whatever the reason is um so I'm thinking that hollow earth or whatever I guess is where all they they all came from at one point so Godzilla sensed Kong being back there I guess when he was charging yeah. up, when he was charging up his axe or whatever, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's why I also got that that uh, he that Godzilla like sends him down there. That's why he shot straight down. Like the thing I have a problem is with is that he was able to just shoot straight down, and Godzilla was able to just climb out of that hole, right? Instead of having and, to go back like, through the portal and stuff. Well, I guess because um, like if that was if that was the case, I'm sure like with all the technology they have in these movies, they could have just dug straight down into hollow earth well you know it's funny 
like, this is a completely different movie, but I always said that with Indiana Jones. Like, I don't know if you ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Most people have, but I'm just going to ask. I have not. You have not I've seen not, it. I have not, no. That's incredible. But anyway, <laughs> so those who have seen Indiana Jones, or the, the, the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know when he goes and he's looking for the, um, like, the location of the uh, that one staff and he finds the light or whatever? Um, and then he goes, and then there's, like, a pit of snakes, and they have to go through all these little things, um, like, to find this place. And when they finally get out, because they were trapped in there, when they finally get out, after, like, searching forever to find this place, like, it's all a bunch of, like, um, it was hidden very well, and you had to do specific things to find its location. So when they finally get out of it, they found out a secret way. And it's it's basically, it was a wall. Like, it was a they walk out. Or they push a block and they're like in the main like shopping area or whatever it is out of this wall. So it's like really. So all someone had to do was just move a bl- block and they would have found this like secret place that was well hidden. And instead of doing all this other nonsense to find this place, all you had to do, it was just like right there the whole time. Um, <laughs> so like that's my my thinking of this thing is like if you go that way. Like that was just the one way that they were that they found it, I guess. Maybe whatever. Maybe one way is like the butthole or something, and the other way was just like directly to the. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's very because the 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 movie doesn't explain it well. Um, which see, I I like the movie. I like Godzilla versus Kong, but my I did also my problem was, and I usually didn't mind it, even in. Godzilla and King of Monsters. I didn't mind the human aspect because it kind of helps move. It's basically they're there to tell the story um, because the monsters won't be able to do it themselves, I guess. And I kind of give little details. But the one, but this movie, um, like uh, Millie Bobby Brown and the kid from Deadpool 2 were completely pointless in this movie. Like 100% pointless. All you needed was yeah. the dude with the podcast to like... All you needed was him and his little story, like of how, what, like the conspiracy and stuff. Like all you needed was him. You didn't need the other two. The other two did nothing. Like Millie Bobby Brown returning did nothing, and her dad. Like they both did nothing for the story at all. Um, the guy with the podcast was was the main character, so I feel like they it actually hurt the movie a little bit in my eyes because I thought I thought the kid was annoying, the kid uh, from Deadpool two. He was annoying. He wasn't doing anything. He was just complaining. And then, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was my one complaint. I feel like though they could have explained the Hollow Earth more if they didn't spend BS time on them. If that makes any sense. I mean, what were your thoughts yeah. on that? Because I, I really yeah. thought that they were just pointless characters. I I also agree with with that. They were. It seemed like they were just there because they were in the last movie and they wanted to have them in this movie and they're. It's a name that they can market. Right, but it didn't uh, even, like, like, it, that's what, I, I think I knew she was in it, but I was more, like, because they didn't do anything, they shouldn't have been in it. Um, like, it would make more sense if they were helping out with the story, like, if, you know. Exactly, I, exactly, and uh, I, and and like you said, that one, the, the podcast guy could have done everything himself, uh, although... Mm-hmm. When they met up with the podcast guy, did they even offer anything to him to get this plan started? 
or they just met up and they're like, okay, let's break in. Because um, he could have break broken in himself. Did he need a posse of teenagers? I, I forget exactly what it what, ex- what exactly was exchanged. I think, like all all I because all I remember is like they met up. They were they were like him and uh, Millie Bobby Brown were like, yeah, we both believe this thing. This other kid's like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, I'm scared. And then they just like, okay, let's break in. And I don't remember him her like giving him any like information that would help him break in or anything. Yeah, I forget. Uh, I think um, I think there was some exchange. I I don't know, but um, because she was a fan of the podcast, that's how I know how. Yeah, yeah. She ended up finding him and knowing where he was because he was on to something. And her, you know, it's it, like it, she could have been used. Like... She could have been used wisely because she is like her mother was the one that knew how to use the box for all the, the monsters, like to summon the monsters or, or get them together. Um, yeah. So she is an important character, but like they have her like back in school and like living a normal life and like listening to podcasts when she should like, she should have been part of the podcast guy, like to begin with, like she should have been like secret covert ops trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Like, I would have been interested in that instead of just like, oh, well, she just almost died. Her mom died and her dad's part of this uh, organization and all that other stuff. Like she should she shouldn't just be like a normal person going to school. But I don't know. That, that was kind of funny, though, that when uh, when she like called her dad and and uh, he's like, where are you? And she's like, I'm in China <laughs> or, or like Hong Kong. And I'm like, he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. That must suck when you like when you find out your daughter just went to Hong Kong all of a sudden. But you see that that was funny because I think I thought he was saying like what because he couldn't hear her. But at the end of the movie, like he's looking around for her. I was like, how the hell are you looking around for her? Do you even know she's there still? Like what's? Like, and then she's looking for him. Like how do you know he's there? Like yeah. what is happening right now? You people are pointless. All I wanted to see was Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, I got that was, uh, and I enjoyed that. I thought the fights champ. were really good. I really did. I loved how the first fight was like Godzilla and his element in the water over the ocean and like Kong was jumping boats and stuff like that. And uh yeah. And then the second that one That was a cool fight. That was a really cool fight. Yeah. And I liked though that you could actually see it and it was, you know, it wasn't at night when the rain where you couldn't really see. Um but I did I did like the the fight at the end. I thought that was cool with the it started out in the city and then at night, and then it like <clears throat> went into the daytime when Mecha Godzilla came out, and uh, and they had to fight him. The only thing is, I um, I really didn't like the fact again that like the kid from Deadpool two was the one that like stopped, like did they like uh, hacked into the system because that shouldn't have done anything because uh, it was it, basically the machine was being ran by uh, um. Was it Godira? Godira's uh, oh yeah, the uh, uh, alien sc- brain waves or something like that, whatever. Because they had the skull from from the last movie, and because that's yeah. that's what I was understanding is they're using the power from Hollow Earth, and combined with the um, I guess the alien uh, DNA from uh, Godira, and that's what it was powering, and it became like self aware or something like that. So. I don't understand how hacking it did anything like that, that I Godzilla and Kong should have just fully fought it to the death. Yeah. 
Like, uh, exactly. not that they should needed to die, but the uh, at least uh, Mechagodzilla should have uh, been taken care of by the monsters. A, yeah, they should have taken care of. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like they couldn't actually beat Mechagodzilla. They had to have help by from from the kid from Deadpool. Right. Yeah. Like I would have loved to seen more like uh, a collaborative, um, you know, like Dragon Ball Z, where like Vegeta and Goku come up with like moves together. Like that's what I would have liked to seen them do more of. Um, yeah. Like Godzilla charges his axe, so like it's more powerful. Like in um, Iron Man, uh, in Marvel, when um, Thor charges Iron Iron Man's blasters up. Yeah. Like that would have been cool to see. I didn't. I I, I could care. Like that said. I don't mind the previous movies with the characters. Um, I just did not like them in this one. Like they just they serve no purpose. Oh, I'm sorry. Those three characters or two characters. Like I said, the podcast guy was important. He could have done all the stuff. I did like the um, the girl doing the sign language. I I like that aspect. That was cool. I thought she yeah, was cool. Yeah. It brought yeah, a, a human well. a human element to Kong and. Um, because, I mean, he was a sympathetic character in, in Skull Island. And, you know, the natives really, uh, um, I guess, uh, worshipped him. But also, like, they understood each other in a way, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that was cool that they actually had a character that can actually communicate with him fully. And I thought that was neat. I, th I liked that a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. that Yeah, like you said, that one part with the... Uh, with the the two teenagers going to Hong Kong randomly, that was uh, it didn't really serve much of a purpose other than adding unnecessary interaction between these characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was just that was the one thing that was throwing me off. And like I said, the only those were the only issues I had with the movie were those two two characters and the fact that they hacked into Mecha Godzilla and that was the way it got defeated. Like I, that was it. I mean, they're they're that was a bummer for sure. Um, but I mean, for the most part, Kong versus Godzilla, we got what we got Kong versus Godzilla, most of the movie. So that was cool. Hell yeah. And, uh, Godzilla was a badass, and Kong was a real badass. And yeah, it was good. It was a badass movie. <laughs> it was a badass movie. Yeah. I and mean, I, was I it, was it perfect? No, I would, I didn't have expectations. Like I said, I think, I think I said that last podcast or the podcast before. I don't have any, um, hype for anything anymore so i try to keep all my expectations low because then you go in and enjoy it and observe it instead of like looking at it looking for flaws and be like oh well that's not that didn't happen or but uh yeah yeah i also well actually i know not to have hype but i'm always hyped <laughs> i always i'm always hyped for everything but i'm always it's disappointed a <laughs> it's a gift jonah that means you're always looking on the bright side of life like you always get excited so but I, no, exactly. I was really, honestly, I was really looking forward to this movie. Trying not to say I was, you know, hyping everything, but I was really, ever since uh, um, Kong Skull Island came out and that they were, you knew what they were building up towards. Like, I was really excited for it. So, and uh, I think Skull Island and, uh, I don't know, I liked King of All the Monsters or King of the Monsters. The last one that came out. I, I like that one. I thought it was cool. The monster's really cool. Um, I thought it was pretty uh, pretty blockbuster-ish, you know, like a blockbuster uh, no, movie was, for sure. It was, it's battle scenes were insane. Yeah, absolutely. It, and um, just, I, every time they cut away from those to do other things, I was like, just 
just stop. Exactly. And at the same time, this is me watching it like years ago when it first came out. Yeah, I watched so it I have a to... couple of years ago myself, so I don't. I so remember I liking it, it again. but um, I do because you know, like I always look at myself because I know it's strange, but I always remember as a kid because I remember the 1998. Godzilla movie trailer where like yeah. the guy's fishing at the dock and all of a sudden you see like the giant like wave coming at him and like you know something's in the water and all of a sudden like the water just boosts bursts up and you just see that like the giant like monster running around to me like that would be super horrific in real life like I always remember looking out at the ocean and like instead of like visualizing a shark fin or something like Jaws like I always just pictured that like wave of like something huge about to come out of the water and just be like oh my god like to me that's like this the the scale between the monsters and the humans always like that's frightening like imagine if that happened in real life that'd be insane like yeah, it would just be yeah. the scariest, craziest thing ever. Like, and I always, and I know, um, the King of All Monsters. That movie really like showed you the scale of the monsters. Like when King Godira was like with the three-headed dragon, just like killing people. Like you saw how big it was, and like Rodan just flying through the cities, like taking out the city just from his shockwave of his wingspan. It's just like. It's insane. It's just like that. I think that movie probably hit harder than Godzilla versus Kong. Um, probably because too, like, there's a lot of damage going around, but you don't see, you don't really see, like, the chaos from the, from like the human aspects. Like, I remember I was reading a comment, and it was true. There's like the office scenes where you see people in the office still while this is all happening outside. And, like, they're just, like, yeah. doing work until the building gets hit. And then they're like, oh, my God, what's happening? It's like, no. Like, you you would know that something crazy is happening outside. You wouldn't just yeah, be as soon, working. As soon as, you saw, as soon as you saw Godzilla approaching in the horizon, you're like, okay, time to get out. We yeah. need to leave. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, oh, no, we got to send these TPS reports up to management. Yeah. Like, I remember the one shot that was always cool, and it was in the trailer, too, for the first Godzilla was uh, when they do the airdrop with the like uh, from the or the the soldiers do the airdrop and they're like yeah going down you see like this huge scale of Godzilla like that's cool I like that but it's just like that's what I want to see and this one didn't really do that I mean obviously they're big like Kong's big I I, I still feel like he would have tipped all those boats anyway just from being on it like he, he would have cracked them in half yeah um especially if he landed on it wrong yeah. Because uh, Godzilla was just cutting through him with his with his fins, like or his scales, I guess. I don't know what you could. What would you call the the fins or scales on the back of his on his back? Those those are happy spikes. Happy spikes. I like. Oh, call them happy spikes. Little happy spikes. Bob Ross drew them. Little, <laughs> little happy spikes. Little happy. Uh, but he was just going right through the the ships like nothing, and it's just uh, you know that that was cool. But I I don't know. There was just uh. Something about the other one where it's just you really felt like, holy shit, like this is nuts. If that happened in real life, that'd be nuts. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I did, and I it's did. Those, it's it's those kind of uh, those things, those uh, those things that can I don't really care about is like, oh, he jumped on a ship, it should have tipped over. I'm <clears> like, <throat> okay, I don't, I'll let that pass because it's a big ship. Maybe it won't tip over. Who cares? It's a ship for Kong. Of course it's not going to tip it's a, over. It's a Kong ship. Yeah, exactly. It's built for him. 
Yeah. So I it's that's the kind of thing that doesn't bother me. Uh, it just bothers me when boring shit's going on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a movie about giant monsters. Yeah. I mean, the movie moved pretty fast, but it, like I said, I was taken out of it from those characters, and that was it. And that's the only complaint I really have. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, they did a pretty good job with, like I said, Godzilla versus Kong setting it up how they set it up. I mean, they don't explain a few things, like the, the, the Hollow Earth or the fact of how does he know Kong's there like how does that even like what is the, the the signal between the two like how is that a thing but it just yeah well just didn't is. he like didn't he like notice him after after Kong activated his axe like the axe lit up and then Kong and Godzilla's like hold on what's down there hold up a Can minute it be? No, well that was that was with the hollow earth but when he was on the ship like he knew he, Godzilla was coming oh, yeah, for yeah. him it was just yeah, a map. Well, do they do they have like a cloaking device? And and if they had a cloaking device, uh, why why didn't they just bring it with them? Like th- in the fake Skull Island, how were they keeping him from Godzilla? That's what I just yeah. Well, Jonah, they would have explained it, but they had to hire Millie Bobby Brown and the kid from Deadpool too, so they couldn't spend any more money on the script and uh, film those scenes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. See the podcast. The podcast guy was going to explain all that, but they didn't give him enough time to shine because of his co-stars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was thinking, uh, yeah, if it was regular Skull Island, then maybe there's like a magnetic thing, <laughs> like natural, that's keeping Godzilla from sensing King Kong. It was. The, I think a, it was the storm keeping him out. Yeah. The oh yeah, the storm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but in this fake Skull Island, what was keeping him out? Was it just the fact that he was like entrenched in a metal dome? Probably. They probably had it so they couldn't uh, sense the the signal was off or something like that. Yeah. They were I mean, probably keeping him safe. I mean, they they put all that effort to keep him safe. You know, like why if, not just if, let him wander around? If Godzilla around can them? sense God, uh, King Kong through the Earth's crust, he should be able to sense him through a sheet metal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you know what, Jonah? Yeah. Again. They 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 had those scenes, but they just they couldn't film. They had the they had to put the little human <laughs> human uh, side stories in there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we didn't get those answers. But either way, that's that's the part of it that I don't really care too much about. Uh, so next time for Godzilla versus Kong two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> I want nonstop heavyweight action. It's gonna be called Rocky Six versus Godzilla versus Kong. Rocky versus Godzilla versus Rambo versus Kong. <laughs> there you the go. Reckoning. I like it. It's gonna be good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where they're gonna go next, though. That's that's my only question. Like, was this supposed to be the end all to the series, or were they gonna do something else? Because I I I was a hu- I'm a huge Godzilla and Kong fan. Like all throughout, like since the first King Kong came out in the '70s, Kong I I liked as well, and um. You know, the Godzilla's growing up. I used to watch all the marathons on, like, sci-fi back in the day and uh, when on, like, TBS or TNT, I should say, when they used to have them on there. Like, I'm, I'm a huge, huge uh, Godzilla fan through nostalgia for sure. So I'm I'm excited for whatever they do with Godzilla. Um, someone was yeah. mentioning that they like to go back and, like, maybe do, like, a serious, scary one again. I mean, that'd be cool. Like I said, like, I, I just think, like, the the scale between like these monsters and humans and it's just like what they could do. And like, if you do it right, it could be, could be really scary. Like I thought the 2014 was going to be 
something different than it actually was because I remember that, like I said, that tra- that trailer where they're like shooting the the flares out and they're jumping. I thought they're like, and you see like the scale of like how big it is and stuff like that. They're gonna go with that route with like more scary, but it was still it was still a monster versus movie because they had the other monsters to fight, and that was the whole. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was the whole point of Godzilla coming out. Um, <clears throat> and they killed Brian Cranston right away. But uh, <laughs> how could they? Yeah. So. Um, but I like I like to son. see them go into that route, and um, yeah, that, that that was that was one thing that I uh, didn't really understand too much about the movie was when Brian Cranston died and they brought his son in. And they're like, "We need your help," and I'm like, "His son knows nothing about this. <laughs> why Why would you need his help?" Yeah, he, he told his dad he was crazy his whole life. He um, yeah, he doesn't believe in what just happened. Like the only thing that he can do for them is to say. Well, my father lived over here. Maybe you can find research there. Just a couple of books <laughs> you might be interested in. That's all I yeah. can do for you guys, and I'll uh, I'll see you in uh, Avengers Ultron. I guess they, <laughs> I guess they needed a uh, an action hero main character. Yeah, um, I mean it was it was okay. I just my flaws the flaws in that movie just like the first time you see Godzilla show up to face off the monster, like you actually see Godzilla like his full body. Like, they cut away, and you see the action on TV instead of, like, the, what's happening there. We waited so long to see Godzilla, and they, they just, I don't know. They cheaped out on that. I it, I thought that was a stupid creative yeah, decision. Yeah. But I think that one probably went too much into the human side of things. Like, to try, because they didn't, there wasn't a good balance. It wasn't like, okay, we're going to focus on the humans, but. Yeah, because, yeah, that's true. Because in the in the first movie, the. They, the world didn't really know about the Titans yet. So it was just, everyone's like, oh, we're doing stuff. And this guy's suspicious about stuff. Yeah. And then eventually these things come out of these eggs. And Godzilla comes out and he's like, oh, shit. Time to kill those things. <laughs> make, make me come out of retirement for this for this bullshit. How dare you walk the earth again, scoundrels. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was uh, uh, Godzilla. So, out of those three, well, I still haven't four with King Kong yep, including four. I I think I've enjoyed King Kong's movie more than Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. But Godzilla versus Kong is number two on the list. Yeah, you know, I I really enjoyed Kong Skull Island. I really did enjoy that movie. Um, John C. Riley is awesome in that movie. Yeah, he's so good in there. I mean, he's good in everything, but he's he's always good. Um, the cast was really good, like just, and um, I really liked that one. I, I would probably put that too as number one in the whole series. Uh, number two, I, I don't know. It's between um, King of the Monsters and Kong versus Godzilla because, like I said, there was just I don't know what it was, but things don't usually bother me like that. But because of those useless like characters, I thought that was so lazy in a way. So I would definitely have to put probably. King of the Monsters second, maybe? I don't know. I did like the battles, though. I don't know. It's kind of like a tie. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. The, 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 thing, I love about, the thing I love about King of the Monsters is the is how many monsters there are. Yeah. And the fact that they're all just, like, battle royale. But, you know, it's funny because, oh, not really, but... like, Kong came, or Godzilla came after Kong, but I guess that's, like, a they, they were hinting at through the whole series, like, that was, like, a, um, a legendary... Um, uh, conflict between those two species, I guess. 
Um, so yeah, I guess like, maybe that's why it was so hard hitting. That's like Godzilla's like, whoa, I really got to stop this. Because at the end of King of the Monsters, the monsters that are left, they end up bowing to him after he kills King Godira. Yeah. So, and then he, Godzilla's like, yeah, you better recognize. <laughs> um, and, King, and King Kong's over here like, I don't bow to anyone. Yeah. And then, uh, so... <clears throat> But, uh, I like I like how in the Godzilla uh, Kong versus Godzilla movie at the beginning, you know when they're in the the fake Godzilla Island, mm-hmm. kind of King Kong Island or whatever, yeah. Skull Island. Uh, they're they're basically having that conversation that nerds have. It's like, you th- you think uh you think King Kong would bow and and she's like Kong bows to no one, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's one of those who would win Kong versus Godzilla, yeah. Uh, conversations. I'm like, that's what this movie is. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that was uh that was a fun little little call to that. Yeah. But like I said, I think they they ended up kind of jipping both characters because or creatures um because you know Godzilla did win. Uh He did win. Yeah, he did win ba- basically. And um And I, honestly, I couldn't see him not winning. <laughs> like Yeah, cuz I mean they he, they had the whole they had the series about Godzilla, and I mean Godzilla has the fire, no, but like the fire or the yeah, atomic breath, and yeah, like I like I, I don't even talk about the fact that he's got more movies or anything, but like the fact that he's got like nuclear breath, and like he's got like a tail. The tail is a weapon. Yeah, Godzilla doesn't have a tail. No, nah, but God, I but, mean, but Kong is um, I don't know. Kong Kong was very uh, ferocious and. Bat- no, I mean, he's great. always battled, though. That's the one thing is, like, he's got experience. You know, Kong's battled, obviously, here and there. But Kong, like, I think on his Skull Island was always, like, constantly battling little random things for food and for, you know, I don't know. I mean, he put up yeah, a he- good fight. I think he's just because he's old, older now. Yeah. So Godzilla's probably, like, built to last, like, probably thousands of years versus... Or hundreds of years, anyway, versus uh, Kong, who probably has a lifespan. Because you see yeah, that his, in the first movie, his parents already passed. Yeah, and he and, looks he looks like, a lot older than he was in the in the sixties. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. and and I do and like Godzilla has been like hibernating for who knows how long. Yeah, just like, sucking up all that radiation. Minimum ten years. Yeah, <laughs> like he's been asleep at least. 10 years so but um yeah no i like the movie um i'll probably have to watch them all again down the road and then uh really get like the full because i've seen like like you you got to rewatch a couple of them but i've only seen them as they came out so like the huge like y- the couple years gap in between them all kind of throws me off a little bit yeah um but i do because i remember watching Kong Skull Island before I saw the um um <clears throat> before I got my wife into watching some of them and then I think we watched King of the Monsters and stuff like that. So yeah, but I do like Kong Skull Island. That's my number one still. Yeah, definitely. You know, as movies goes. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I probably have more Godzilla over Kong, maybe. But in this series I do like the Kong Skull Island movie. So that's that story. <laughs> <laughs> So, but anyway, Joan, I think we should wrap this up. Uh, yes. We uh, talked about a lot of good stuff tonight, or today, whenever you're listening. 
Exactly. And uh, I look forward to the next one. So hopefully all the podcasts can go up or uh, all the hosting sites can go up or start playing the podcast because I started registering the podcast for a couple of them the other day, and it takes takes a couple days. So hopefully everyone who wants to listen gets a chance to listen to uh, them soon. And we're always on YouTube, so that hasn't given us any issues yet. So anyway, we're up on YouTube right now. Yeah. Check us out. It's uh, Tell Them JJ podcast. That's the YouTube and channel. And tell them, and tell them that JJ sent you. <clears throat> yes. So anyway, thanks for watching and or listening. And I hope you had a good time. I had a great time. And uh, yeah, so I'm Johnny B. And I'm Jonah T. <laughs> we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.